Welcome to Oregon Rooted. I'm Higher Peaks. And this is Lady Sativa. You're listening to The Dirt Show. Where we bring you Oregon's cannabis culture. Welcome to the Dirt Show. This is episode twenty. Woohoo! We have made it to twenty. Yes, we're out of the teens. Twenty twin twin. <laughs> we're almost like drinking almost... age. I mean, local smoking age. <laughs> <laughs> On the show, <laughs> yeah. Episode twenty. A couple of real things we want to get out of the way is, although it's past Veterans Day, Happy Veterans Day happy to those. Happy Day. <laughs> yeah, and everybody was very thankful for the veterans, as we are. We have close family and friends. It made me realize how many uh, veterans I really have near and around me. Yeah. A lot, actually, like cousins and friends. And it just made me forget, you know, because you don't think about those things all the time. When you look at a friend of yours, you're like, oh, yeah, you once served. That's right. Or you were in the military. I forgot. Yeah. And sometimes for a long time. Yeah. But I even have yeah. coworkers, too. So mm-hmm. coworkers, friends and family, all of it. So yeah. yeah. We appreciate you all. So shout out to those folks. And then also, too, um, we want to just talk about, we're really happy about this episode 20 because Shadowbox. Yes. We got uh, to tour an amazing ranch. A really nice tier two. We keep seeing these nice farms. And farms. this is. Sorry, I said yeah, ranch. ranch. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, maybe. But farm, I think. And it was a nice one. They use both outside and uh, greenhouses. Mm-hmm. Which these these greenhouses were not your average uh, house whose house hoops hoops house hoop house <laughs> hoop houses thank yes. you yes no nothing nothing <laughs> like that like a yeah. warehouse size so, greenhouses right right and it's just it was really cool uh, and we'll go into all that kind of detail but the just huge huge greenhouses huge area and it's very. Uh, I don't know, just on a different level when it came to all the strains they had Mm -hmm. and just, you know, how they had control of their rooms and uh, like their drying room. Oh, that was amazing. Their drying rooms were incredible. Yeah. What the the heck was that? I mean. How tall were those ceilings? Yeah, I know. I haven't released any pictures because we were waiting until we released this episode. I'm, I got to get them but, off of my camera as well. So, but when people see these, you'll see how big these rooms are. And they're huge. They're just, I look like 20 foot tall. I don't know. Bigger, I, taller. I I can't 30 tell. 30 foot tall. I know that you could at least stack stacked. me on top of each yeah. other quite a few and different times. And it was times. just row after row after row after row. Uh, totally climate controlled. Humidity was on par. Mm-hmm. Uh, temperature was, was good. It was insane. It was very beautiful out there. So, so uh, you got that? I'm just All trying right. to turn my head. I know. Down is that the one right there? It's a little bit loud. I don't know. There. Is that it? That's mine. Is this yours? 
Whichever one's not yours. There, right there. How's that? <laughs> That's better. All there right. we go. Sorry, so, I felt like we were screaming in my ears. <laughs> I probably was. I hope the listeners aren't feeling the same way. <laughs> no, I think my mics are up just too high. <laughs> okay, so also we wanted to just mention, um, I don't know, let's get an update with you because we haven't been on the show for a couple weeks and you're having a good time. Yeah, I'm enjoying my job quite a bit. I love What's it the out news? there. Um, actually, I've been uh, doing a lot of talking with... Um, everybody that's there and they're talking about maybe starting a podcast night with us. Yeah. Isn't that cool? And, uh, we're going to get a schedule printed out for everybody to see out at talent health club and, um, come out and visit us. It's fun. It's a, it's a fun environment. Yeah. Right now we are a little slim pickings when it comes to the medibles and the, um, concentrates, but we're just waiting for that call back. Um, we have tons and tons of flour, um, good flower, I good, might mention. Good flower. Yeah. Yes. Beautiful, beautiful strains, mostly um, indoor and greenhouse flowers. Um, you know, there's so many outdoor things going on right now that uh, we haven't seen too many outdoor come in here. You know, we're still looking for the the indoor stuff, but we're waiting for some outdoor to come in too. Sure. Um, but Tis we're the season now. We're really waiting for the extracts to come around and and the medibles. Everybody keeps coming in asking where cartridges are and and everything. And we just we well, have to keep telling that, them the same rundown. It's this isn't just you guys. This is a standard right yeah, now because you know it because of the changes that happened October first. A lot of regulations changed, so yeah. people had to repackage. People had to get licenses and certifications and testing and this and that and this and that. The same spiel I go through every day is there is only four labs in (laughs) Oregon and all these people that want their stuff tested have to send it to those four different labs in order to get tested. And then they also now have to have the proper packaging. It has to be childproof packaging before they send it to the dispensaries. So, so you guys aren't required to have that packaging yourselves? They are. That's what the new OLCC as of October 1st, they want to make it so all the extracts and all the medibles have that childproof packaging already on them because we are we sell the flour in that in the packaging that is already childproof. So exactly. now they want to sell our medibles and they want to sell our our um our uh, concentrates in that as well. So the stuff that we have on shelf right now does not have the pro- proper packaging. So we have to either sell you the proper packaging to bring it out of the store or give you one of the pop tops, you know, one of the childproof containers. Right. Um, but it even, we have a sticker on there that says packaging requirements, not up to OLCC standards or whatever. I, I don't remember exactly what the sticker says, but. So is it going to be double childproof then with both <sighs> yours and theirs or will I, you just not use yours anymore? I don't think we'll use ours anymore. You're like, forget that overhead. <laughs> but I don't think we'll have to charge that dollar to a dollar 50 every yeah. time we have to sell somebody that bag. Right. So, you know, it's unfortunate that you're like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I have to add this additional cost on here for this bag. Well, the one thing that a pothead is not worried about or thinking about is the packaging. I know we've got like six or seven childproof bags now. <laughs> um, yeah, they're right there. In fact, I can see them. <laughs> so, yeah, we've got we've got quite a few over there. And guess what? We still forget them. Yeah. Every time. Right. And those people who come in with them, I am generally shocked. I, I think that they carry it around in their purse, their pocket. And I'm like, 
okay, that's probably smart. But I don't do that. Mine sits at my house on my bookshelf. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's St. R's, and we yeah. got like three different sizes. Exactly. We got the Weekender. We've got the small one. <laughs> we've got the next size up, and I think we've got the biggest one as well. <laughs> well, and they're named something, so yeah, it's... I don't remember what they're called. Yeah, I don't I even the know what they're called. The Weekender. <laughs> I don't even know what they're called at work. <laughs> But yeah, we're it's a lot of fun. It's a great environment. I get to see a lot of new people and I'm doing a lot of networking for, you know, Oregon Rooted sure. as well. Yeah, of course. Um I just saw a farm this last week. I cannot remember exactly. I don't I don't think I don't know if it was Essence Farm or it was it was a farm that I had not heard about before, but a guy had worked there and he took our card and was going to get a hold of us. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Um, and I just told him it would be awesome to do a tour. He's also up in the Weimar area where, where Shadowbox is as well. So Yeah. yeah. It's beautiful up there too. Oh, it's gorgeous. Long drive, but gorgeous. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is. Um, so if you're around Southern Oregon, check out Talent Health Club, THC. Yes, please. Come on, see me. It's a nice dispensary. You can say, say hi to Lady Sativa and get your bud. Everybody. Everybody's an awesome staff in there. You yeah, know, they get to we talk all, to Casey too. We have a lot of fun. Yeah. We really do. And and yeah, we keep the environment real fresh. <laughs> real fresh. Real fresh. I know. We that, go all the way up. <laughs> yeah. I know I never, ever don't have a good time yeah. when I go, so. It's I love, <laughs> I love it. Uh, so, and I guess we're just going to kind of move from here into our sure supporters, you know, THC. One thing is, is THC, you our guys are a supporter of us in other ways too. Like you do play our show mm-hmm. in the background on your TV, which is definitely support, uh, you know, so I consider THC supporters. So I guess that's why we're moving that way. But, uh, you know, our good one, uh, Vaporous. So do you want to go in? Do you have your little, you didn't yes. bring your paper, did I, you? I do. I have my sticky. Yeah. Okay. So tell us what you can do at this time, because I did it the last three times. We got Vaporous at GetVaporous.com. You get 25% off with the code word rooted at checkout. Yes, exactly. Now, remember, that's our pen of choice. They yeah. got the J-Pen Pro, which I love because it's got the variable airflow. It doesn't leak in the packet. Let me let you all know, I have officially lost my pen. My husband has taken it over and will not give it back. <laughs> More like he uses my battery. Yeah. No, 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 no. You use the cartridge when yours is... I don't, I don't even know what you have my pen for. I think it's, my battery's dead. Well, for one, since you have access to, let's see, all <laughs> kinds of dabs and edibles and flowers, you know, I'm, I'm sure you don't miss it too bad. I know. <laughs> yeah, you do, right? Yes, I do. But I check out their pen. website. They're, it's really. You don't even smoke with me when we're just hanging out anymore with the pen. I don't I need no more pen for me. I'm Whatever. It's not true. <laughs> we, it's just so hard. Sometimes if we just about, do everything never, else like joints and blunts and. <laughs> well, we rotate everything. And the thing is, is it's like, you know, the pen, it's I never fully charge it. I never get it enough time because I'm using it so much no, that I don't get a full and charge. And then you leave it on the charger long enough so you can get ready to hit it again by the time you get to whatever location or. 20 minutes later you let it only charge for like 20 minutes at a time it's 25 percent. that's a good discount and they got some good (laughs) good dang products and guess what they are i saw this the other day too they are engineered and designed in the usa and so it's all you know they are based here this is this the guys here are educated and they seem pretty real they were yeah Yeah, and they know what they're doing Mm -hmm. and they are quality they feel quality in your hands so Again, check that out. 
And then, of course, Got next one. one. I, I know you do. Go for it. AncientHerbsInc.com. Of Hello, course. Sean. Ancient Herbs. Um, 15% with code word Organ Rooted with checkout. And by the way, you put Origin Rooted. Did I? That's it. Just looks. That I didn't is do the... not a G. That is a <laughs> J. It is. It is. <laughs> but it's all good. I know what you meant. It's <laughs> organ rooted, not origin rooted. <laughs> At checkout. That's fifteen percent. Uh, you know, shout out to Sean. He's doing a lot of good work over there. And you know, you put the soap out the other day. I I've been using the soap. Yeah. What are you talking about? My hands are silky smooth. Well, I just finally noticed and was started to like to put it to hands. Okay, Sean. I'm gonna have to start hiding my soap. <laughs> Because it's going to be gone. <laughs> Good thing I have two more bars in my drawer. <laughs> yeah. He's got other things that like colloidal silver. Not colloidal. I'm sorry. Ionic silver. You did that last time. Yes, I did. But this time we didn't goof up. We got this. So col- Ion- uh, colloidal no, silver. No, ionic silver. Ionic There's silver. There's different. Yes. Yeah. The other stuff turned you blue. I just watched a show on that. <laughs> So he's got other products too. But the main thing is, is he's got Formula One and Formula Two. That's their... Uh, essential oils yes so it's all natural there is no what ifs or maybes or hidden off-label stuff or any kind of thing that's going to not pass some kind of testing right uh and it washes off good now we've tested it we used it about a week or so before we harvested we did get a few natural washes from the rain Mm -hmm. a a few (laughs) yeah so there did there was time when the plants were being rinsed if you will naturally Na- more like they weren't being rinsed they were like naturally soaked i call it a flush <laughs> yeah, a very deep flush a deep flush uh they did well nonetheless and you know what we came out with maybe two spots of little tiny rot at best and i honestly think that that was from that one one caterpillar that we found yeah i don't yeah, know I if that was, was rot because mold. it did not look yeah. like mold remember you said right. it wasn't powdery well, it wasn't mildew, and it wasn't uh, exactly, mold and it was like from the inside. And remember, of, I opened yeah. it up and I showed you; it was just that little piece, and there was a little black little nuggets in mm-hmm. there, the little bastard left but behind. Surprisingly, <laughs> we didn't use anything but the Formula One, and it didn't. We didn't. We got two caterpillars. That's good. I'm I'm good with that. Okay, but it the, the one looked like it had been on steroids. <laughs> one. <laughs> that thing was. I think it was the size of a monarch butterfly. I doubt it. Caterpillar. <laughs> it was huge. <laughs> so, but you know what? We've cured up some stuff. We're still waiting for a cure on, on a lot of it. Mm-hmm. But that's our process where we're at now. We're curing. And we got some LSD cured that was so good. Uh, LSD is the only one that we have cured right now. Yeah. The um, Girl Scout cookies taking its sweet time. And then the special stuff from Golden Beaver. The King's Cake is... That came down last. It's Yeah, it's taking its time as well. It doesn't really have too much of a scent yet, but it's still... So, we'll get to that, though, because I want to save this all for the end of the show for our grow. Yeah, I mean, scratch that. <laughs> no, 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 no. I just was saying... So, it's just been good stuff. Yeah. So, uh, the LSD, I highly recommend. We haven't had a chance to really have much of the other, but man, it's so, smells no, good. Because okay, the LSD is delicious. <laughs> that's what I mean. Yeah. So, I guess anybody that's listening, I know it's a top strain for a lot of people out there. If you haven't tried it, it's worth growing once. Mm-hmm. I love it. I'd grow it again. Mm-hmm. It grew nice and easy. Didn't grow into really huge, big colas, but man, they're just so good. Yeah, it's got a lot of smell to it. And since my 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 brother um, Johnny um, Appleseed Johnny Appleseed made some concentrate with the LSD, pretty. 
Well, not only that, it was just awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, anyway, let's move into what we're going to talk about on the news. Or actually, no, that was... No, you got both supporters. Mm-hmm. And we got THC. And check out... Uh, right by you guys, Rogue Farmers. Rogue Farmers, of yeah. course. Apple Shout out to them. Yep. That's Sean, too. To Sean. Not Sean Tutu. Not Sean, Sean Tutu. Sean Tutu also. Sean Tutu also. <laughs> so, shout out to all the girls out there that I don't know yet. <laughs> yeah. Brittany and... I don't remember her other name. Sorry, guys. I'm horrible with names. Okay. So I, check I them out if you're I've out in that area, in Talent or or more south. Yeah. If up come north, and say hi. If you're up more north, Applegate Soils and Hydro is a good place to go. Check mm-hmm. out Roach there. Those guys are smart as hell. They have wholesale on everything. So, I mean, they match prices. They got all kinds of product. Yep. Okay. So check them out too. Now, back to what I was talking about, the news uh, I'm just going to start out with this as a segue. You know, we had November here and November 7th, big, huge voting. Everybody's in an uproar, protests yeah. and people are mad. And we're not even going to talk about all that. We're going to talk we're about the gonna, weed. Let's just go ahead and change the subject on that. So, yeah, we're not even going to talk about any of that. We're going to talk about the, the November stuff in um, this whole voting thing. Mm-hmm. Now, we're going to talk nationally, but also locally. Locally, we lost one and gained another. We can have yes. sales in city limits. We are allowed to have dispensaries in city yeah. limits with a 3% tax. Right. But we are not allowed to grow within Medford city limits outdoors. Outside. Yeah. So, so. we got we didn't, the, we didn't make the vote for outdoor growing, which is ridiculous. Did you – we smelt a few times in Medford this year, but not nearly – No. I mean, not that bad. No. So I don't really, really uh, – I know. Anyway, so we didn't win that vote, so I guess we're going to have to go inside if and we're going to grow. By the way, Medford people, just in case you don't know, that does mean an additional percentage for the Medford cannabis smokers. What do you <laughs> it's mean? an additional 3% tax on top of the 17% tax that you already pay. Which is essentially like Phoenix. So 20% basically tax is what you pay. Yeah. A lot of people get confused by that because I got a lot of people that come in and be like, why did I pay so much more in Phoenix? Because you paid an additional 3%. Exactly. So if you pay 24 there and you're only paying 18 here, that's a lot of the reason why. You know, it's just, you know, little things like that that people are like confused by. Well, and it's just, it's just tax nickels and dimes. Yeah, yeah. And taxes, taxes. But here, it's, tax it's here, amazing tax how confused people get by it like they come in why do i have to pay this additional price well it's because of this so sometimes it's you got to pay a little bit extra to drive out to talent and well i'm going to finish with an article too that's going to relate to what exactly what you're saying of where legalization is going yeah um so i'm sure you'll agree with it but let me just go over so we know what locally happened um statewide you know those other municipalities and cities and stuff that did their own thing I can't, I don't really have an update for all that. I know that a lot of cities weren't worried about this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So Eugene and Portland, they weren't really worried about this stuff. They had already had things in place and things were going fine. Medford just has this, and I really don't care who it really upsets, but a lot of conservatives that bring a lot of retirement money, mm-hmm. but, true. but don't bring a lot of jobs. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you call it what you want, but it's true. And so you get all this money in here, but not money that people are making. No. It's money that people are bringing here from other places. And money and that people are sitting on. It, that's what I'm saying. So it, it's not like this is money moving freely in the valley here. It's So what we have is we have you know retail and we have fast food. Those are the places you can work. We have some industry. Mm-hmm. 
But that's, you know, unless you're a doctor or a lawyer, you're probably not going to make much money. And even then you're going to have a lot of competition in a place like this, you know, mm-hmm. but you're going to have to cater to the people that have the money that aren't earning the money to, to have it. They've already earned it a long time ago. <laughs> right. So, so um, Medford just there, I guess what I'm getting with that is they're just very conservative, this area. And so I think this is why, you know, the whole growing issue, the taxing, you know, I don't know about Phoenix, but there's city, other cities are making money and, and not having to, you know, right. do this. So as you know, there's millions that go to Oregon State. So let's look nationally now. California, Prop 64, you know, the California people that listen to us, most of you probably are not happy. I know. Actually, I've talked to a lot of Californians that are not happy about it, that they're just like. But at the same time, they are. They're like, I don't know where it's going to go. They're like, okay, yeah, it's legal. Yeah, we're excited it's legal. But at the same time, where is this going to go? Yeah, and if it's going to go like Oregon, it's kind of destroying the medical community. Or not community, but medical, I guess, portion of it. Yes. Which is supposed to be separate. It's not really separate anymore. Well, on the plus side, they don't have OLCC to make all the rules yeah. that they have. Yeah. Or that we have. Yeah. But Prop 64, there's stupid details like, you know, you can grow whatever six plants um, and then only have an ounce in possession. Mm -hmm. Not really sure. (laughs) I think you just harvest an ounce at a time. (laughs) I don't know. What do you do? (laughs) So, I mean, you know, was it well written? Probably most people would say no. Um, But, you know, congratulations anyway to them for passing. Mm -hmm. I mean, at least they, they passed. And then Nevada passed. North Dakota, which surprised the hell out of me. Right. I mean... I did. North Dakota, yeah, that is generally Yo. surprising. Another one that surprised me was Arkansas. So shout out to those guys. Arkansas. Have, yeah. We, <laughs> hey, be careful. We got listeners there. I know. All right. It's just how I pronounce it. <laughs> That's how it's spelled. I actually have friends there. Do you? Yeah, my mom's friend Lindy lives there. So yeah, Arkansas and then Florida. That was a good win for Florida, I think, because, you know, maybe all the people that moved from Florida, Colorado can move back now. <laughs> that's funny so and then what is it massachusetts or no maine was that maine that passed i can't see my eyes are so bad uh, turn it towards me no yeah it must be that's maine maine yeah it's the very tippy top oh i see it yeah yeah so and you know we've got one two three four five states that have legalized marijuana that's basically recreationally you know yep. oregon washington colorado Nevada, California now. Um, and then, well, the other two I just mentioned. So I guess that would be five, six, seven. Oh, plus Alaska, mm-hmm. right? So eight. And then now they've got medical in, gosh, several other states. Oh, and then the legislation that just passed. So <laughs> what'd you say about the, the meme that you saw today? Oh, you <laughs> want me to find it? <laughs> Hold on. Well, just because of the number of the states now is getting to the point where you know, we're well half into it or okay. better. You want me to read it? Yeah, absolutely. You better hold that away from there. Hold on. Sorry. <laughs> You're going to get static. It says, congratulations, marijuana, on winning more states than Hillary Clinton. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Too soon. But at the same time, freaking hilarious. <laughs> uh, and yeah. I, 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 yeah. Well, oh, that's a good thing, though, is a lot of these states have fallen. Yeah. Yeah. That was... <laughs> so... 
Of course, I could tease the meme. Yay! Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put the ball in your court now. I my mouth is hurting already. Ah, ah. So I'm gonna take a sip of coffee. And on our 20th episode, instead of using our pen like we normally do, or a peacemaker, which we've I think needs cleaned again. <laughs> it's been retired on the shelf for a little while. So you know, I'm guessing out, that's what's shout wrong. Shout out to them too. I pulled the gear out. I told you that I think last yes, time. Yes. But yeah, so it's definitely going out now. We haven't heard much from them though lately, have we? No, they've been busy, but they've posted our stuff up on their Australian uh, Peacemaker. Awesome. Oh, awesome. well, Peacemaker Australian. By the way, uh, I did rock the hat the other day. I hope I am going to post those pictures. Yeah, you did. Of Oregon Rooted being played at Talent Health Club with the Peacemaker here gear hat on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's a good idea. Who wouldn't want to hear cannabis podcast? Well, you're at a all day long <laughs> cannabis store. Everybody's like, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> want to hear music? <laughs> but since I've talked to Mendo Dope, see what we can do is we'll put their music as they've permissed um, in our show, and then that way we'll throw in their music in your cool place, and just occasionally we'll hear a relief. How's that? By the way, it is background. I know. I can't sit there all day and listen to myself. Oh God, no! <laughs> so it's I background noise, and I still have music. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. <laughs> and it's still weird walking by and hearing myself <laughs> talk. I'm all, what the hell? Shh. <laughs> Like, my voice is so loud. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. So, for our 20th episode, I'm going to... we I rolled a blunt. Yes. It's an old school Philly. It's my personal favorite. My personal know. favorite. I'm sorry. So, while you start talking, I'm going to take and light this. All right. From Green Rush Daily by Chuck Ludley, of course, uh, one in five Americans will now have access to legal marijuana. Says this year's election was full of bizarre... That's, that's 20%. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> this year's election was full of bizarre, unexpected, and sometimes frightening twists and turns. And Donald Trump's upset victory topped it all off. <laughs> you don't know which way stoners are going, do you? Um, post-election America is different is a different place in all sorts of ways, and one of the most important has to do with access to legal cannabis. Most of the attention has fallen, or ha- this fall has been on the presidential race but november 8th was a big day for marijuana laws too there were nine states with marijuana bills on the ballot these bills could bring these bills could bring in a new age of cannabis in the u.s but there's still a lot of uncertainty as well sorry the phone's so far away from me my eyes are getting crossed so i have to move it a little closer i think it was mine like i said okay (laughs) i'm like it's too far away my my vision is not that good (laughs) Okay, voting on access to legal cannabis. Here's how things went down. California, as we all know, we just walked through all these. California, Massachusetts, Nevada, and Maine voted to legalize recreational cannabis. Arizona was also voting on recreational pot, but the bill lost in that state. There was also a bunch of medical marijuana bills. Florida, Arkansas, Montana, and North Dakota all approved new medical marijuana laws. That means that almost every state with a cannabis bill voted for it. The only place that couldn't pass a new marijuana initiative was Arizona. That's unfortunate. This high percentage of positive votes reflects widespread widespread support of cannabis. There is now more support for marijuana in the U.S. than ever before in a recent survey. 89% of voters said 
they support legal medical marijuana, and 60% of people stated that they're in favor of legalizing recreational cannabis. With voters in eight out of nine states approving new cannabis laws, the popular support for marijuana couldn't be clearer. Crunching the numbers. To really see how big Tuesday's marijuana votes are, you've got to look at the figures. If you add up the population of each of those states, it's staggering. 75 million people. That's how many people, how many more people will have access to legal, uh, to legal cannabis. 75 million people. Did you hear that? 75 million. Yeah. Um, and when you add that to the states that are that already have legal medical or recreational pot, the numbers are even bigger. Once all these new laws go into effect, one in five Americans will have access to legal cannabis. That's huge. That's an entirely new marijuana scene. The big question now is if these new changes will start the avalanche that leads to nationwide legalization. So far, the federal government hasn't budged when it comes to cannabis. Earlier this year, the DEA refused to reclassify marijuana. And for (laughs) marijuana, I don't know what that was about. (laughs) And countless people continued serving time for marijuana-related crimes. But many experts say uh, see Tuesday's votes as building up a ton of momentum. The other big question is what Donald Trump will do when he t- when he takes office next year. Throughout this campaign, he's been a bit unclear. He's made comments that sound open to medical marijuana, but the Republican Party chose not to make legalization part of its official platform. The final hit. Post-election America is definitely a different place, and especially when it comes to cannabis. With a lot of positive changes on the, hor- on the horizon, we'll have to wait and see what happens in the federal level especially with Mr. Trump at the helm. Yeah. Well, like I said, I've heard that he's in support and I've heard that he's not. And then I've heard that he is and he's going to have to answer at some point. <laughs> was that, that was both of them. Yeah. That okay. was, well, no, that wasn't both of them. That was just the one you asked me to read. Oh, the, you had two though. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know you wanted me to read the other one. We got time. What, well, how, what is it? The, which one? It was the, why am I seeing these marijuana health alerts? Yeah, let's throw that in there. The, for, you know, this is for people. I've heard, seen a lot of this stuff going on. This didn't pass. This didn't pass. Right. Recall. Don't buy here. Don't buy there. Take it back. Let's let's see what it says. I'm sorry, but you, you've probably been smoking 10 times worse out of your underwear drawer in the past 20-something years. Come on. <laughs> okay. People, people have said this. People have actually said exactly what you just said. You know, I've probably, since I started in the early 90s, I probably smoked so much diazinon and <clears throat> I can't even remember what the old other stuff was, but can you imagine that old, what did, what did Jason? Oh my God. I Osborne call it the brown frown. The brown frown. <laughs> that's right. I call it, I call it maxi weed. Oh my God. It's or brick weed. <laughs> Some people call it tire weed because that's actually where it, it got shipped up here from yeah. Mexico in tires. Right, right, right. Well, in a brick. <laughs> and thankfully, we have I five that runs all the way down to Mexico, so like it's a straight shot right up to us. All right. Oh. But yeah, you're right. I mean, that's the thing. It's yeah. just we've smoked a lot worse, but that doesn't give us an excuse to keep doing that. I mean, right. we should be healthy about it. But exactly. this seems pretty extreme. So let's hear what they say. All right. It says um, from the Oregon, from the Oregon Live, the Oregonian. Written by Molly Harberger, I think is her name, or Harberger, Barger. I'm not positive on that. And Anyways, why am I seeing these marijuana health alerts now, and why are tainted products on the shelves? The Oregon Health Alert 
uh, sorry, the Oregon Health Authority has issued two health alerts for marijuana flowers tainted with pesticides in the past two weeks. They're essentially recalls. They're essentially recalls for marijuana products. But why are you seeing them now, and why? And what do they mean? We talked with Chris Westfall, the compliance unit manager for the Oregon Health Authority's medical marijuana program, who laid out the new testing process and how these tainted products end up on store shelves. New rules kicked in in October 1st. Yay, our hoops to jump through. That requires every batch of marijuana to be tested for pesticides before it hits store shelves. Every batch, people. Every batch, every Everyone. individual freaking plant has to be tested. Um, these are limits for pesticides residue. There are limits for pesticides residue in a marijuana product. For instance, and in, <laughs> I'm getting tongue twisted. For instance, an insecticide called spinosad is allowed up to point. Two parts per million. When a sample of touch, <laughs> Dutch treat registered as 0.9 parts per million, which is, I don't wow. think ours, I think ours tests perfect, but yeah. um, parts per million recently, the harvest it came from was supposed to be destroyed. So that means the entire harvest. Yeah. And everywhere it went as well. Um, growers, if, if it went out before, you know, before the testing requirements had happened, I believe they have to pull them off the shelves or that yeah. sign on them that they are not regulatory. Um, growers had have the option to retest the same sample at the same lab before destroying it. If it passes that time, then another sample from the same harvest oh must gosh. be tested at a second lab. <clears throat> so in other words, if it passed the second time at the first lab, it has to be second it, it has to pass the second lab as well. Yeah. Jeez. If it passes again, then it's okay to sell. If it fails either of those retests, it must be destroyed. Mm. So with the cost and time it takes to test, most growers are choosing to just destroy the harvest harvest after the first test. That's where the health alerts come in. The Oregon Health Authority and Oregon Liquor Control Commission certified laboratories doing the testing are required to notify both grower and the Oregon Health Authority when a batch of marijuana fails. Westfall said his staff tries to call growers the same day or within 24 hours of being notified by a lab. The staff member will discuss what the grower's options are for retesting and destroying the harvest. By But twice now, the grower was unaware the marijuana failed its test. Ooh, that yeah, would suck. It would. Initial lab reports were hard for the growers to read, Westfall said. They didn't highlight which batch had failed, but listed which pesticides and solvents were com- were covered in the tests, the limits for each and the results for each sample. It was inscrutable for some growers. It appears to have been a matter of not understanding what these test results show. Anyways, it just talks about batch numbers and one alert came from dispensary that checked the batch number printed on each product and contacted the health authority proactively because it found the discrepancy. Yep. Which is good because yeah. they found it before they got into trouble. It says the compliance <clears throat> unit also audits every dispensary in the state once a year to make sure that they are in line with the state's rules, including proper labeling with the product's batch number and whether the batch passed its pesticide test. Products that failed results could also be found at that point. Right. And it's amazing because you know what? It's like the hoops that they're having us jump through for everything is ridiculous, but it's like I understand them. 
but it's a little uncalled for with stuff. And then you get in trouble for stuff that they already made rules for and told you how to do it. And then you get in trouble because you're still doing it that way. Yeah. And so back and forth. Well, and then all this testing, having it tested three times, really, that's, yeah. that's expensive. Yeah. And especially hearing that it went from, what, $350 up to almost a grand, you know, for testing. Yeah. 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 It's kind of tough. Yeah. But I, I hope it I hope it starts to go away. I hope I it starts hope to cool down. I just hope it doesn't become so and... expensive for c- consumers between the taxes and the testing that raises the prices and stuff for the yeah. retailers that right. becomes worse than black market. Yeah. I'm just hoping that eventually it clears up. You know, it, it goes smooth again. Exactly. So, yeah. All right. So I just have a uh, article that I wanted to read that points out how we're kind of headed mm-hmm. uh, in terms of medical versus recreational and, and what's happened in Oregon anyway. This is uh, from the Oregon Leaf, which is a really good magazine you can pick up in most of your dispensaries. And I recommend you read it. Um, shout out to them. But this is in their opinion section. And it's in their October um, issue, 2016. And uh, it, it just says from the staff. So it's been said that the root of all evil is money. And no group of people knows that better than the patients of Oregon's medical cannabis program. If legalization has left you with a bad taste in your mouth, you aren't alone. Ask yourself, why do patients have to lose for recreational systems to succeed? Why should patients have to lose? Why should we have to regulate a plant that we all agreed was legal to grow and share, a.k.a. in the city limits? Cities shouldn't be able to override the state. As writer Matthew Myers points out in our other opinion this month, if the goal is to regulate cannabis like alcohol, why is alcohol given such an easy regulatory ride? Uh We always complain about that. Yes. And especially more so now that everybody is seeing all the rules and all the hoops that we have to jump through. Yeah, exactly. Even more so. There is more of an uprisal and more of a fuck alcohol, basically, when it comes to it, when they see that we have to change names of stuff, which is okay. I'm starting to understand it a whole lot more. Right. Girl Scout cookie, I understand that. You know, LSD, I understand that. But all the certain things that they are trying to make us jump through. They, I wish that they would also work on the alcohol part of it. Absolutely. And like my kids would be enticed by seeing a piece of candy on the front of a bottle of something. I know that they would because my kids love candy. Yeah. But the point is here is it's profit. Uh, states do not profit off patients healing themselves with their own medicine. We know this. And that goes against the first commandment of legalization. Legalization must make money. There's not been a single state to set up a regulatory scheme for recreational marijuana without that commandment front and center. Washington ferociously tore apart its medical system and replaced it with a system run by the Liquor and Cannabis Control Board. Sounds like OLCC to me, Mm -hmm. just in a different place. Yep. Uh, Let's see. Washington patients are given a break on sales tax, but not the 37%. Whoa. Wow, I almost fell in my seat just now. 37%? Wow. They call it the excise or sin tax applied to all cannabis sales. Ouch. California is heading down a similar track with potential legalization set to limit medical rights in the same progress. I wonder what their tax is going to be down there. If they've got sales tax on everything else. Sorry, go on. No, well, here it says... 
How else could a state like Washington get away with a 46% tax? That simple answer is greed. 46%. Okay, it's not even worth it at that point. Go black market. That's like... I mean, yeah. (laughs) The beginning of the end of the golden days for the OMMP was when the state allowed medical dispensaries to start selling recreational pot. Suddenly, dispensaries that catered to a boutique group of patients began seeing 100 to 1,000% growth with major sales numbers fueling a new wave of investment. But that growth was directed towards recreational customers and patients' needs have been put on the back burner as legalization pushes forward. Why else would a state system restrict out-of-state patients while opening it up for the state investment? The time following legalization has seen new limits placed on patients growing, the ability to process concentrates or extracts, limits on consumption and events, and an overall commercialization of what was once grassroots growers and patient-only dispensaries. I mean, and they had those in Medford, too, for... You know, the the patient-only dispensaries for a while. Yeah. For um, years. Southern Oregon Alternative Medicine, actually. I remember that from years and years ago. Yeah. So, selling recreational pot under the system meant to provide medicine has been the biggest failure of the OMP since its creation. A once thriving, compassionate system has now been replaced by a a money-hungry machine driven by regulators and fueled by out-of-state investments and local businesses hoping to cash in. To be clear, this would have been fine if the systems between medical and recreational had been kept separate, but they aren't. And combined, they are dominated by one factor alone, money. Mm-hmm. So, it just finishes saying, as the rest of the country wrestles with re- legalization, which it is, states like Oregon need to set a positive example by putting patients first, not profits. But you know what, though? I think that ours has been the longest it's kept its medical open, hasn't it? Well, yeah, but the thing is, is um, it's been the longest program, I think. Yeah, it's stayed alive because most of it's been within a year. But we haven't looked at rec until recently. We were one of the first leaders in medical marijuana. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, rec, we were not a leader. We were almost there. No, but what I'm saying is that some of those states got rid of, like, they ended up losing their medical within a year of their rec becoming legal, wasn't it? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. Colorado. And yeah, and ours has been the one that we're still hanging on to our medical, and it's been over a year now. October 1st has been over a year for rec. Right. So. I mean, Well, two years, I see, before it merged. Yes. Yeah. I see what you're I'm saying. I'm saying it, we haven't phased out yet. We're, no, our, but we've our had medical, a long program. Our program's been around like 10 years. Yes. So our medical is still staying strong. Yeah. And hopefully it still will. And it will be, that would be nice if it could be considered separate because they're trying yeah. to force dispensaries to choose separately. Right. You know, choose your rec license or choose your medical license. You can do either way. Like Talon Health Club is strictly, uh, they have their OLCC uh, red, uh, rec license. Yeah. They can sell to medical patients, of course, but recreational store is what we are considered. Right. Yes. And uh, you have to decide, right? What I, you're going to do on that. I believe, I believe that the dispenser, Oh, you mean do the dispensaries have to decide? Yes. Um, I believe they do. Um, and if they don't want to deal, some of them that didn't want to deal with all the laws and the rules yet decided to stay medical. I, I Just think for that reason. stay medical and then sell to rec. I, I don't know exactly what it is because I think, I think like Green Valley, I believe that they are, I believe that they are considered medical, mm-hmm. but they can sell to rec. Okay. And I, I'm not positive on that. Don't quote me on that because I'm not sure, but I do know that you can go in there and they have a lot more medical 
uh, you know, stuff that you can go and buy. And then, like in Medford, there's strictly medical. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. See, aren't we glad that you work in the industry now? <laughs> it's fun getting the facts, though, too. That is good. No. So, I mean, that's it. We spent a lot of time on the news. I didn't expect to spend that much on it, but we just had so much going on with the ballots and the voting and stuff. And, and we haven't been with you for a while. We so. haven't been here for two weeks, so we're kind of making up for it. And here, just to preview, just so everybody knows, too, the, fo- the next um, episode, 21, is going to be with Laurel James RN. She's a nurse that's, you know, medically been in the field for, she'll, she'll tell you everything, but... Uh, very knowledgeable and I sat down to do an interview with her and it was good. So that's going to be our next episode. So look for that. That'll be more of a medical thing. Yeah. Unfortunately I didn't get to make it. I was at work. Yeah. You're doing your other thing there. Yes. I was at work for that Networking for us there. (laughs) But I heard it was a very good interview. Yeah. She's very knowledgeable and she, and she knows what she's talking about and she has a lot of good points to share. So, and we'll put links to her stuff too. She's always posting, always sharing good knowledge. So but uh, so what we have now, though, is Shadowbox. I'm excited for this. You know, I sat here and smoked this blunt. Yeah, I didn't. Why you did the news. Yet. And so which kind of, you know, you could hurry. I got a little choked up with that. But <laughs> so why don't we just listen to this interview and that'll give us enough time to smoke probably three blunts and then we'll come back and we will wrap this up. Enjoy. All right. It was a fun interview. <laughs> <laughs> it was. You, you, it, was oh, you, it was a blast. It was awesome. And I Count Plants was there. Oh, it yeah. It was cool. So no, shout out to you guys. he was not interviewing. He was too nervous to get behind the mic. But Just that maybe time. We'll, maybe we'll tackle him next time and we make will. him get behind the mic. <laughs> yeah. But Donnie had a lot of good things to share, and it was cool. Yeah. So, and God, his live resin is amazing. Yeah. They, well, he did, he did say that he did not. That's not from their personal stuff, though. He wanted to make sure to. Well, I don't remember where he said he it got it from. It still came from but, him. Oh, yes. It was still very good. That's where I got it from. Yeah, it was delicious. And the that's Keef, a tangy, the, wasn't the tang- it? No, it was the tangy keef. I don't remember what the live resin was. Okay. Well, nonetheless, it was good. And we had a great interview. He'll tell you. I All think right. he actually So you don't like that blunt? Yeah, you've got it right there. you got the lighter in your hand. Look up. All right, here it is. Here's Shadowbox. All right, we are here with Donnie from Shadowbox Farms. Welcome, Donnie. Thanks. Welcome to Shadowbox Farms. <laughs> I'm well, on your show at Shadowbox Farms, so it's a it's a mutual welcoming. Well, and we appreciate that. Now, we'd actually heard about you through some of the other growers who had kind of talked about how awesome your farm was, and we found you on Instagram, started flipping through and said, this guy's a mm-hmm. pretty legit grower, and uh, we love Oregon growers. So we got in contact with you, and you're so kind. You invited us out for a tour of the farm. And yeah. so we came out a week or two ago. That was a fun day. It yeah, was it a was. fun day. And we appreciate your hospitality. We saw some amazing plants and I took some amazing pictures and video, which we're going to put up, but we wanted to save it for the release of the uh, episode. Of the show. Cool. So uh, let's start from the beginning. Uh, Donnie, what, what led to Shadowbox? And tell us about Shadowbox. Ah, oh, man. It is sort of like the culmination of uh, my big boy life, uh, you know. <laughs> I, uh, I started growing or working on grows about 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, was living in Costa Rica, coming back here and working on post-production, what we call post-production now, trimming, processing. Yeah. And, uh, then, um, moved back to the States and started growing in, uh, 08. And, uh, 
even at the beginning, it was, I, I knew that this was not going to be a, uh, a, a, a march to, uh, this, this, it wasn't going to go on forever. It was going to change. Yeah. There was going to be massive change and in the near term. And there were two kinds of ways to look at it. Like educate yourself for what this looks like in the real world yeah. or just try to grow as much black market weed as you can. And, um, you know, <clears throat> bury money all over the place. Right. And I chose the sort of work on my technique work on the process, think about how my, that might look 10 years from now and uh, stay safe. I have a lot of kids. So I have kids. I have four children. Your sites were pretty amazing. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Well, yeah, you've been practicing for a while. It looks yeah. like. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's like we, I, I, I and, and then I've always worked with a small crew of very good people. And for the last three years, I've been doing more consulting, designing grows than actually growing. Mm -hmm. And, um, so, I mean, you, it seems like you manage people well. I mean, your crew's yeah. always working hard every time we've been here. I worked in the film industry for well, a long time. And four kids. I got four kids and I worked in the film industry <laughs> for a long time and both have their own sort of, uh, organizational needs, right? But uh, I have a fantastic team. That's what I was getting to is that here, the, we, 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 uh, we put, I came here with a, with a very core group of like trusted long time collaborators. Mm -hmm. And uh, I had said to them a long time ago, I was like, listen, I'm not so into blowing it up. I'm trying to figure out what we can do moving forward. Right. I want a little piece of this when it when it becomes legit. Yeah. I want to take it all the way into the legit sure. place. And the guy who trimmed my first pound that I grew in my own garden with me, my first nine pound harvest, mm -hmm. uh, works with me still today. That's awesome. And nice. a couple of other guys came along the way. Is that the one we met today? No, no, you didn't no. meet Cameron today. Oh, okay. But uh he's not around today. His son is sick, so he's home with his son. But uh and uh, a, cu a couple of other guys in the core, and then we just put out the word. We we just hired people who wanted to work. We didn't hire for a skill set. We mm -hmm. hired for an attitude and a passion and a kind of a positivity. Uh, you know, like a, uh, an ability, it was some, you know, we were trying to gauge what people were going to do throughout a really hard season of figuring something new out Yeah, because, uh, you know, this is the scale of this is about three times the scale of the biggest project, real world project that I have worked on, which mm -hmm. was a tier three in Washington. Okay. Wow. Canna Organics. Shout out to Canna Organics. Canna Organics. And a fantastic new product called Canna Whoop Ass. Canna Whoop Ass. What canna Whoop Ass. It's a Canna Whoop Ass. It's yeah. just a, you uh, open uh, it up and it whoops your ass. All right. It's nice. a distillate plus cannabis derived terps. Nice. Nice. I, be, I believe that's the core of it. But yeah. there's a there's an Instagram, Canna Organics okay. with an X. We'll, we'll check okay. them out. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that was the, the biggest experience I had had. And I didn't even get to follow to work with that company all the way through to harvest i sort of imagineered it with the ceo the founder and came up with some of the ideas that they would deploy 
But uh, then I started pursuing uh, projects in Oregon, designing a project in Oregon. Washington was not going to really uh, be right for investment. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to do it right, properly capitalized and properly organized and doing it with the, you know, with the right... <laughs> I, I, you, at, at scale, you can lose a lot mm-hmm. with a small, with a, you know, with a small miscalculation. So if you don't have the right amount of drying space or the right amount of people forecasted or the right amount of tools on hand or the mm-hmm. ability to purchase the tools, it becomes really difficult in an environment like Southern Oregon where the mold comes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it yeah. just, the yep. mold comes. Yeah. We were caught, we were caught unaware to some extent sure. and thankfully we have these drying rooms that really crank down and uh, control the environment pretty amazing yeah and i think mm-hmm. they they're they're and and the team that feeds them and empties them and bins them and creates the spreadsheets that track the hundreds of phenotypes out there i mean it's amazing oh, back it to that the yeah. team that we've put together here yeah. is out of control man i'm well, so proud tell. to work with these people it's yeah. a very well oiled machine after after watching so. everything yeah. and i mean that just... that sop on those um on those uh big leaf machines um that we just got those machines today yeah and it's already you know working those guys just oh got, yeah you know they're they're uh they're dialing things in i'm so i'm so proud to work with them yeah i, I have so much fun here every day that's awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, what what led to Shadow Box? Not what led to Shadow Box, but the name itself. What what is Shadow Box? So, That's what I mean. My first harvest yeah. of cannabis was done with a technique called light deprivation. Sure. So, um, many outdoor growers. Do you want have to explain that? For, yeah. Okay. For the so, listener, just briefly. So, cannabis flowers somewhere around twelve hours of it, when we grow cannabis indoors in a totally controlled environment. It flowers um, at 12 hours of light and 12 hours of darkness. So in the field, we can cover it with hoop houses or put it in greenhouses with automated systems. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we can control the photo period mm-hmm. to 12 hours any time of the year. Right. So it's like turning the lights on, turning the lights off. So we get the best of indoor in terms of the control of the harvest timing. Right. I'm ready. I got right. eight weeks here. Boom. I start... Pulling the tarp. Yeah, yeah. Anyhow, my very first harvest was a black box harvest. And uh, I don't know if I'd still be growing cannabis if I hadn't pulled it off. It was at a time when cannabis was worth a decent amount of uh, uh, more than it is now. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the margin was way higher. Um, it was already declining, um, but it was higher. And um, it allowed me to pull in a crop uh, that financed the harvest of my summer crop. Yay. Yay. <laughs> and it wasn't on a big scale. I think yeah. that year was, um, 18 or 27 plants, uh-huh. something like that. And, uh, it was costly because we started with nothing and we, we had, you know, we took on a little debt. We sort of mortgaged our first crop mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. to get in. Yeah. You know, we never made a ton of, a ton of, uh, we, we never had huge harvests. We right. just had, uh, sort of, uh, harvests that were technologically advanced from the last year, more dialed in and more systematic and, uh, strains that, uh, you know, we wanted to work with versus strains that we just collected from everywhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This yeah. was a year though, today, you know, th- this, this year, 2016, Southern Oregon, 
we have done so much with, um, we, we cracked thousands of seeds from hundreds of strains. So thousands of different phenotypes, mm-hmm. which we have tracked and saved mothers of hundreds of different phenotypes. And we have hundreds of different phenotypes of individual strains, like the unknown prophet mm-hmm. uh, strains. And uh, man, we have, I believe there's 57 different phenotypes of one of the unknown prophet strains. The, uh, is it the sweet tarts? I think, I don't want to, 57 different <laughs> out of 107. There are 57 that got a mark next to them to be included in the tasting for the selection of the final phenotypes that wow. we will keep as clones. Yeah. Wow. So it's like, we've just had this opportunity to do so much and to crack so many different seeds. And, oh man, the genetics, I mean, you saw this fat purple over here. This is really a fresh yeah. purple. It doesn't oh, smell. Beautiful. It's like a, it's like a new, a new purple. Yeah. I haven't smelled anything yeah. like this before. And, each phenotype of, of, of this that we're keeping has something of this note in it. And nice. we'll be working with those clones and we've made a whole, you know, F2 generation of everything we started this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So the breeding is, uh, it's full force. It, it would be out of control if I didn't have a guy, um, mainline newts who was <laughs> building spreadsheets in addition to being the water master at the greenhouses nice. and um, burping thousands of bins of <laughs> cannabis every day. He's also building the spreadsheets wow. that are tracking uh, everything that we do here so that we don't wow. lose any of this data. Oh, yeah. Nice. All yeah. that work. And, uh, yeah, I think we'll come out of it with not only a, a great seed stock, but um, maybe... Maybe next year we won't, we have access to world-class clones of, I mean, we have hundreds, we have a hundred world-class clones here, yeah. let's say, or yeah. 80 world-class clones here that we uh, messed around with this year. I don't know how many of those we'll use next year. I think we'll probably be growing predominantly from these new phenotypes that we've selected yes. in this project. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Hashtag so- follow my pheno hunt. <laughs> <laughs> So are you essentially building a seed bank for yourself or, I mean, oh. of sorts? I mean, it sounds like you're just really ramping up the whole... Well, the, uh, the, ma- the master of that project is Herbal Mosaic, uh, Brian Haynes, phenomenal grower, just probably the most passionate grower I've ever worked with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, this is our first project together, though. We've worked on some research things together. He did some research for me once and... Man, I would be, he's the guy just with the, with the kind of passion that's needed to kind of fuel the day to day operations of this. He ran one entire two, 3000 square foot greenhouse dedicated to hundreds of phenotypes, as well as the ones that we had out in the field in the full sun. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, he's, he's, we've got him and then we've got the archivist, the dungeon master. Who's yeah. keeping track of everything. Mm-hmm. And between the two of them, we're just gonna, I mean, I think we'll, we're just, it, it's just, well, it, it, we're, 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 you know, there's this whole land races have been lost. Yeah. Land races, old land races have been lost, but in effect, we're kind of making our own new land races. Every place, every region is creating its own 
its own land races again that are part of right. like the breeding. I mean, they're not, it's not as pure as like the, 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 uh, Webster's dictionary definition of a land race. Yeah. But it's still, yeah. it's like a, it's like a new Jack land race where, <laughs> you know, Mendo has them and Humboldt has them. Right. And Trinity has, and they, and they, they, they represent as seed companies. You've got mm-hmm. phenomenal seed companies like never before popping up in the last few years. Yeah. And so the day of the clone only is over for me. I'm, I, I want to be, I want to be popping a thousand seeds every season. Okay. Right. And picking a hundred new plants. Right. And then running those the next year and mm-hmm. then keeping maybe 10 of those forever. Yeah. Or not forever. Until you're born, <laughs> because the cannabis genome. I mean, there is a place for keeping all old genetics, I, but I'd rather have a handful of, uh, you know, <clears throat> Oaxacan haze seeds from 1978 right. than I would. That'd be awesome. Than I would the, you know, the 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 most OG OG Kush cut out there. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I would rather have those Oaxacan haze seeds. Yes, yeah. you know, yeah. um, because the cannabis genome is just forever. It's so. Have you seen the Philos, uh, Philos Bioscience Galaxy? I have not. I mean, it's like we'll have to that's the that. cannabis genome, man. It's clouds of confusion <laughs> and see, interbreeding and yeah, yeah. polyhybrids, and there's no. It all goes back to this plant. There's no. You can't trace it back anywhere. You yeah, know? and it just seems like there's so much inst- not not instant, but just so much variety so quickly. I mean, it's like breeding dogs. You know, you can, it's the same variety. You just, within a couple generations, you got something, you know, completely. Well, if you, if you look at that phylos cloud, there's the OG Kush cloud Mm -hmm. and then there's the chem cloud. Oh, I see. Yeah. And then there's the, um, you know, there's, there's the, uh, the, the CBD cloud Mm -hmm. and you can see where, where all these different sort of, uh, directions it comes from, but you know, it never traces back to some mother plant right you know they yeah. just got that they just got access though to that egyptian <laughs> uh burial shroud yeah. did you hear about that oh yeah so that's gonna that. be that, that they're gonna get that into the genome right yeah. alongside blue dream that, yeah. that's pretty cool that the same <laughs> yeah. archive yeah. you know dna archive it's is gonna have how far back it goes is gonna have the egyptian cannabis shroud of 2016 <laughs> And Blue Dream. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just want them to find seeds along with these things. Right. Oh. We were talking about that. You know, they find these plants. Why couldn't one just have snagged that one yeah. seed? You well, know? DNA. We can just use right. the oh, DNA. Okay, I see. We yeah. can get the there DNA. We can just there you go. put it into some kind of uh, <laughs> baby, uh, you know, tissue culture. Yeah. And uh, off we go. We'll get there. We'll, we'll get clone there. it. So yeah, from, from it's, Go ahead. We'll just clone it from what we receive from. Yeah, we're talking yeah. Jurassic Park yeah. stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Real clone. Yeah. 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 So when we came here on the tour, uh, we got to see. Well, you had one side that's all outdoor, and that was f- pretty much cut at that time. Yeah. Like, there's a few things left. Yeah. And we then, still even have a couple sure, things out there. Yeah. We're just testing whether it. Can I know survive. you're saying that today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's, it's looking test. really good. It's like the guys that drop things out of helicopter, drop iPhones out of helicopters to see what yeah. can happen. Like, ah. Well, we're dropping a strain called the Kate Brown Sugar Cookies. Uh-huh. We are dropping it out of the helicopter, basically. It is just out there, and it's going to be the last thing we get to. Yep. And we're just seeing what, what it'll take. It'll huh? take. And yeah. you know, those, those nugs are dense, yeah. too. Yeah, they don't or, seem any 
any was, less um no. they don't seem any less resinous Mm-mm. than its sisters in no. the uh, in the greenhouse yeah i'm amazed yeah it's yeah. a very and resilient plant no mold or tiny bit of mold right. like where it's flopping over onto another branch yeah, yeah. because yeah. it wasn't trellised properly yeah absolutely yeah. Yeah. So, and then also on your other side, you have all your uh, greenhouses, which I believe are 14, aren't they? You got 14, 14 out there. 14 greenhouses. Um, yeah. Yeah. Very large inside. 3,000 oh, square foot. It's 40,000 square feet or 39,000 square go. feet of Maxed out. huge yeah. light yeah. gap canopy. Yeah. 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 So it looks really good. And I, I really, I'm anxious to put those pictures and video out because uh, it's just, just huge. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. And you can, like the picture from the road is just very dominating. <laughs> I honestly don't know if my favorite was walking through the one full uh, greenhouse of um, Candyland or cookies and cream. Cookies and cream. Cookies and cream. Yeah. Cookies okay. And cream, yeah. Or if I enjoyed walking through all the different colors in the first one that you brought us yeah. through. Well, that was that the, that's was, the Fino Hunt house. Yeah, that yeah. the was colors in there were amazing. Out, or, or, I mean, so <clears throat> you know, in that room at that time were um, oh man. So in the rows of tall ones, there were like 300 different phenotypes of three strains of unknown prophet, the Marichino, the Sweet Tarts, and the Orangina, all names which we will probably have to change oh, in Oregon. Oh, probably. Yeah. Um, Stupid. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, I, you know, like uh, of all the things we have to worry about, na- renaming some strains, I don't think is the worst right. thing for us to complain about. I mean, I get it, but did we really believe we were going to be allowed to call <laughs> marijuana Girl Scout cookies? Yeah, yeah. I mean, or Skittles. Yeah. Or some other candy that my kids yeah. just collected yesterday yeah. on Halloween. I mean, did we really think we should? Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean they should have named that in the first place. Yeah, it, it was just, it was just like. Kind of a reasonable, uh, a, a reasonable expectation yeah. of what the new, of what the world looks like. Sure. We're not going to be able to, uh, call them GI Joes and Transformers, yeah. uh, yeah. flavored. Can't cannabis. wait till the liquor has to do it. Well, too. see, here's the thing. That's the only thing that my issue is, is, uh, you're right. They, we shouldn't do that. And, uh, but I mean, liquor is so dominant with the wordings, you know, yeah. for liqueur. I mean, yeah. There's a lot of uh, flavorful stuff, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but we're still we're not being said we're not we're not saying that we can't have cherry Kush. There's nothing wrong with cherry Kush. There's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with there's nothing wrong with cookies. Gotcha. But Girl Scout cookies. Yeah. I mean, this is an organization for young women that people put their girls in because they want them to be following the straight and narrow. They don't want them drinking beer. Yeah. Too young, <laughs> consuming or anything. consuming anything yeah. too yeah. young, and, sure. and and I respect those right. intentions, and yeah. I respect that organization for like upholding those values, yeah. and that's great. And I don't think we should have the right to call cannabis Girl Scout cookies. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that's reasonable. No, it is. It is. It so really we still is. have cookies, and we still have all the fruit flavors. I can still call it tangy. Yeah, yeah. but I can't call it tang. <laughs> right because because, the, because that's owned yeah, by somebody for sure. and yeah. marketed towards yeah. and marketed towards children right i mm-hmm. guess maybe, no i get it maybe. yeah but except for you you like so, to so warm it up <laughs> i think we can i think we as an industry can overcome the naming regulations yeah. right. that are being forced upon us i really do i think we're i think we're uh, creative enough, <laughs> right? To uh, come up with some strange yeah, names yeah, that don't offend yeah. the Girl Scouts of oh, America. I know they will. Uh, you know these uh, 
potheads, cannabis connoisseurs, whatever we call them, stoners, uh, they will definitely have replacement names right, for sure. Right, right. <laughs> and listen, I mean, I know a lot of people have done a lot of marketing with these with these things, and they sort of are going to lose that traction, but that's just the way of it. There's all kinds of uh, new <clears throat> new pains in the industry we have to get through. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, and so, well, we saw the cookies and cream. That Now, that was the one that was at the far back that was the way whole back yeah. room. Yeah, yes. that's that down now. Me. That's down now. That's the pictures I'm... And yeah. Sure. yeah, and then the next one was the Gorilla Glue, number uh-huh. four. The next one down was the yeah. Gorilla Glue, yeah. yeah. That's flopping over. Yeah. Oh, the, that's right. The mm-hmm. trellising in there was is not up to uh, <laughs> not up to the Gorilla Glue's <laughs> needs, but it's doing very well. It's doing very well. Good. And then we got to the room that had all the phenos in it. That's, yeah. yeah that well, that's was. where we started. That yeah. was the one we started. Right. My bad. Yeah. My bad. Yeah. I was thinking coming back down the line. But, so um, yeah, no, back to that room, right? That room is definitely the most interesting place on Shadowbox Farms. Oh, it was Farms. awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Every plant in there was a different phenotype. Every one of them, the mother has been archived so nice. that um, we can you know it, yeah. pick these phenotypes. We got uh, 20 different tangies to go through from the field and the, and the greenhouse. And that was only half of the pheno hunt. You know, the other half was out in that field. So, yeah, so we have just so many different, so many different, uh, flavors coming out of there. Nice. And hopefully we'll choose of those 57, uh, of that one strain. Who knows how many of them? There's definitely three different phenotype classes. There's mm-hmm. this one. It's, it's crossed with a one, one of them, for example, is crossed with a black derb and it's the, uh, the orange cookies. No, sorry. The orange Tahoe crossed with a black Durban, an almost black Durban poison pheno. Nice. So the purples and reds that are coming yeah. out of there. So there's three distinct things that come out of that line. Right? Yeah. Great color. Each one, each one of the three crosses with that orange Tahoe mm-hmm. have great color. One is with the cherry kush. One is with Man, I don't remember what the one is with the black Durban. The Marichino is with the uh, cherry Kush. Mm-hmm. The sweet tarts is the black Durban, and the Orangina. I don't know what the what the what the uh, mother is. I can't believe you can keep these all in your head. Anyway. Oh man, I have thousands of these. I, yeah. I mean, really, I can't. I can't believe how much. Yeah. I can't believe it. It's yeah. the dabs that, that allow me to do it. They unlock another <laughs> level of. Uh, of um, collating ability. Well, right. go ahead. So in the case of, of the, uh, the one of the three that's closest to the door that I'm thinking of, right? The, uh, there's three different like classes there. There's the one that brings that Tahoe, that real OG nose. And then there's the orange and then there's the color. So mm-hmm. I'm looking for the one that is full steam ahead in every one of those categories. And then I'm looking for the ones that are full steam ahead in like a good combination of the categories. Like I yeah. want one, I want an orange Tahoe dominant mom. I mm-hmm. would like to mess with that. That's, that sounds yummy just to run by itself, right? So we'll pick the best yielding and best flavorful orange Tahoe Fino. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we'll look for that, the one that has a flavor that didn't it's like a combination of everything that got brought to the cross right something new something fresh and then we'll probably keep one that just has insane color 
right, mm -hmm. to use <laughs> at a later date. But right. that's hard picking three out of 57. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So, and you seem pretty positive about the whole industry because when we talk, and I just want to talk about this briefly, but when we talked about October 1st, um, there's just, there's quite a few people that weren't very happy about it, uh, but you expressed that it was great. So, well, I mean, we are getting to grow cannabis legally. Right? Yeah, it's absolutely. Great. Yeah. I'm going to complain about the details. <laughs> no. I've been waiting, I've been working my butt off for 12 years. Right. right? To be here. Yes. Yeah. I'm not going to complain about the details. On the yeah. other side of all these details and pains, this is how a new industry is born. Um, the people who uh, probably aren't complaining, they're just, I mean, no, but listen, I, I'm not, it's, it's been, a, it's been crazy. It's been the craziest season waiting right. to get our, 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 right. our licenses and holding back from flowering and the plants getting completely overgrown. And we didn't have the balls to flower as if we had our license. Right. Um, you know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. we, like, we didn't know what was going to happen. We didn't know we were going to be able to do both licenses. So, you know, it's been a crazy, crazy year, but am I going to complain really about no, like huh? in the end? No, yeah. I'm going to really work my ass off to, uh, uh, you know, do what I got to do to get through this, you know, time when everything's up in the air. I, yeah. I have nothing back from testing it. Mm -hmm. I'm waiting. Yeah. I have, um, retailers clamoring for product and, um, yeah, I mean, there's a terrible market transition going on. Mm -hmm. um, I have faith that the OLCC and the governor's office will figure it out. Sure. You know why? Because I really think that they give a damn about this working. Yeah, I really yeah, do. I've yeah. worked with the OLCC mm -hmm. and, you know, the Oregon Cannabis Association has worked with the governor and feels, I think that the feeling is that these, um, regulators and politicians in Oregon are pretty much, there's a will to, to make this work. Mm -hmm. And Oregon has a lot at stake. They have to distinguish themselves from the California industry that's going to, let's look at this realistically in, in a very, um, real amount of time, you know, an amount of time that we can all kind of, you know, see into the our own futures right you know mm -hmm. five years or seven years you know our kids are going to be this old when nationally legal cannabis or at least a green zone or a green corridor or some kind of movement east of west coast cannabis is going to happen yeah mm -hmm. and for oregon cannabis to differentiate itself or to distinguish itself with the giant of california cannabis to the south um, it needs to be strong and real, and we have to take this opportunity to make something real out of it, you know, yeah, and, right. and to be, to lead really, to lead yeah. so that, you know, like Oregon craft beer is coast to coast. People know it. Um, you know, there's people who see an Oregon beer and they go, Oh, interesting. I, I, I want to try that beer. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I've heard tales of people coming from Germany to Oregon and being like, this is this beer. This is beer. This is serious beer. And the culture is there. And, and, uh, you know, I think Oregon cannabis just has to follow that, that same route. And I think that, you know, by nature of us getting here a year earlier, mm -hmm. 
and uh, Oregon being Oregon, yeah. we can do it. It's yeah. a get it's a get things done state. Sure. Um, the OLCC was very get it done when it came to licensing outdoor growers. Mm-hmm. Right? They did it up to the day of harvest. I heard. You know, they they took care of us. Uh, they gave us two licenses. Um, you know. Uh, it, it was an easy process. Like, granted, we worked our butt off to be squeaky clean and ready for them when they came. Right. But we got our application in relatively late, and um, they got us done relatively nice. early, really, if you consider how long they were licensing outdoor growers. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got to us pretty quickly, actually. Nice. And, um, you know, I think the state really wants to make this work. <clears throat> I think they, I think they will. I think in yeah. November, we're going to see another layer of this break too. You know, yep. when half of half of the state comes back online politically, mm-hmm. it frees up. There's now mandate. You see, right now you've got a 50 50, you know, half the, half the state has, you know, said no. Right. But only because they could. Mm hmm. But now they have to face the, you know, a referendum or whatever it is in November. So when those, when, when, when that, when the, when those counties and cities and stuff come back online, the ones that do come back online in November, uh, that's going to also make the push to make this whole thing work, you know, mm-hmm. more stronger, so. politically stronger, I think. Yeah. And that's good. And that's good. Now, while we're talking about that, that was really good information. Um, well, it's opinion. I wouldn't call it information. I'd call it opinion because it's about <laughs> politics and well, I don't know, you know, it's, it's good, just, <laughs> it, it's good. It's good information to form more opinions. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. <laughs> so, um, but you had also mentioned that you have, uh, you know, retailers begging for product and stuff when, you know, I, I seeing the product here, I'd kind of like to be able to get it in the mm-hmm. stores. Yeah. Absolutely. So what's the future of that? What is uh, going to happen? Ooh. Well, Soon, next year, when can we look for this awesome shadow box product? Well, <laughs> as soon as we start getting testing back, yep, um, uh, test results back, rather, uh, we'll be putting it in the first stores who uh, make a solid order. Right. You know, we had an opportunity to show the product to a number of retailers the other day at the dope cup we weren't allowed to smoke it with them um you know the rules are murky and (laughs) uh, confusing and uh we just didn't want to mess with it but yeah i mean we're ready we're ready as soon as we have test results and 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 to be fair no no retailer wants to talk to us about uh you know no retailer is ready to make a move until they see testing numbers. Sure, and sure. Listen, we did not grow for THC content here. We grow for terps. Yeah. Right? You want to get high or smoke more. Right. Really, I mean, like the idea that a 5% THC, which, you know, that's not necessarily what makes you super duper high. Agreed. Right? Yeah. You know, a, a 17 with a ton of mercine makes me higher than a 24 that's all limonene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Which is pretty common. 
yeah, the yeah, yeah. If that's the Fruit Loop strains, you yeah. know, like all those fruity, yeah. fruity patootie yeah. strains, which I love, man. I love them. I love. I, I'll admit it. I like a fruity cocktail. I like a fruity uh, <laughs> on a hot day. I like a fruity cocktail, and I do like a fruity uh, marijuana strain. I'm not one of these like Kush purists or oh, you're OG not? purists. Not really? At all. Oh. I like all kinds. Of, you know, somebody asked me today uh, what my favorite strain of cannabis was, and I was like, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> All, really? That's well. I mean, <laughs> that's whatever's yeah. fresh. Yeah. Whatever's tastes interesting. Right. Whatever you know. Whatever. I don't have an absolute favorite, but I do have the dopest dope I've ever smoked list. But <laughs> there's only two on that at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I can definitely say <clears throat> the the best. Fla- I can remember the best flavors for sure. I yeah. definitely remember. Oh, great. Yeah. I got. But I'm like I said. Did I'm they going come from your grows? Um, you know, I haven't had a grow of my own in a while. This is going to be my first opportunity. It, 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 it will have been a, a few years oh, I see. since I actually I see. have a grow that gotcha. I can call my own. Gotcha. I've been nice. consulting and, and, this and is, designing. This is, holy moly, this, this is, is a your, great. Amazing. Yeah, I mean, I've never stopped being involved with growing. Right. I've been Just growing different sides of it. 20 yeah. different grows yeah. rather than having a grow of my own. Right. And yeah. Just right. doing some like, uh, IPM consulting, uh-huh. everything really, build out consulting to business development consulting, which I've become much better at with this project. I've learned a ton from my business partners. Nice. Nice. And um, yeah, man. Uh, so are you going to have a company that you're going to do uh, concentrate? You don't have to say anything about it, but I'm sure you're looking for concentrate. You're going to make concentrate, Yeah, we're in right? discussions with two different concentrate companies mm-hmm. to do um, – uh, to do uh, intake of our of our material yeah. in the next as soon well we don't have to do testing on that material so we're going to be able to do those intakes uh, with one company hopefully this week we're going to do an in, nice. an intake and um, so man you might find uh, shadow box nice. concentrates on the market. Uh, before you find Shadowbox flower. Yeah, well, if that's the, okay with if us. If the testing doesn't come yeah. back. No, no, We're, that's not going to happen. Okay. <laughs> I, you know, I, didn't want, I don't want to say that. Dang that's it. definitely not going to happen. I'm really hoping that we get some test results back this week. And like I said, so where are we going to be? We're going to be at the first people that are ready to yeah, make an order. Sure. We've been talking to a ton of people. We want to be everywhere in the state. We yeah. have a scale mm-hmm. where we feel that we can be a lot of places. And uh, the quality is, um, we're happy with it. So how many grows are you wanting to do a year? How many grows? Yeah. How, like oh, how many rounds? Like yeah, like three, how many right? rounds? You said three, wasn't we, it? We, okay, so we'll do three rounds here. Two of them will be light dep. Mm-hmm. Well, light dep <laughs> isn't, uh, you know, because eventually you catch up. So, so next year we will be growing... I, it's it's hard to calculate. Am I putting you call, in the call spot? it two and a half? Call it two and a half runs. Okay, or maybe I don't know. We're 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 identifying some really long running strains. I see. So you know we could put out a filler of the Cape Brown sugar cookies. Yeah, and um, that could go till Thanksgiving. Even I believe even in this yeah. it, pr- properly properly trellised and uh, um, you know. It could definitely go till uh-huh. Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, so, uh, you know, you put them out small and you do a whole bunch of them. You just fill in your space at the end of the year and you get gotcha. one, you get one more run in. Yeah. Nice. I gotcha. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, 
it really all depends on uh, on on how well we get it figured out. Whether yeah. it's better to run it at eighty percent three times or a hundred percent two times, you know, it's mm-hmm. uh, it's not going to be that cut and dried one, two, or three rounds. But like uh, here, we'll get one round. You know, there's some things I'm going to run, say Tivas, that go. Only one round for a certain amount of square footage. Yeah. We're going to run sativas like, you know, more seed and looking for these, uh, you know, dynasty genetic stuff. You uh-huh. know, I want to run some of that big, the, uh, the huckleberry cough and the, uh, pineapple fields. We have a pineapple fields pheno that I'd like to run like full, full, full season. Right. You know, yeah. rather than small plants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's, it's gonna, it's a work in progress. Nice. It's a work so. in progress. Yeah. But at least two. Two definitely on the whole on the whole property. Awesome, yeah. So we've talked a heck of a lot about Shadowbox. So I have a couple of questions for you. Uh, would you consider yourself self-taught? I mean, hard school, hard knocks. You just make enough mistakes to where you become a good grower. Uh, Did you I, read a bunch of books? So, Were you an apprentice to somebody? Uh, I was a trimmer uh-huh. for a minute, nice. and then I ran trims. Okay, like you know, like so one summer. I was a trimmer. Mm-hmm. My first year, let's say year one in the industry, mm-hmm. I worked seasonally as a trimmer and was asked to, I don't know, I don't know what you would call it, be a, the trim manager or whatever. You know? Sure. I, rather, I was keeping track of things and... Head trimmer. Yeah, sure. Head <laughs> trimmer. Um, so then I came back and did that for two years. Uh-huh. And then I was living in Costa Rica at the time. I was oh, okay. raising my first two yes. kids in Costa Rica. Nice. And I um, that was cool. it was pretty cool. We building bamboo houses. Uh, uh, so I told you they cool. live on the beach down there. No beach, no beach mountains. Oh, okay. I couldn't live at the beach. Oh, okay. I could not live at the thought, beach in Costa Rica. Don't Too the, humid. <laughs> don't the locals live down on the beach, though? Or? Uh, yeah, the locals live up, up in the mountains, too. We lived in this beautiful... My, my family lives on the beach. <laughs> in Costa Rica? <laughs> in Costa Rica. She's, oh, she's, yeah, what's where? I'm, uh, they live right down... The capital. What is the capital? Okay, so they're probably in... Um, the capital San Jose, but the, the closest beach to San Jose is Jaco. Yeah, it's some it's somewhere right around there. I know that they visited a lot. I have yeah. never been down there myself, so go. it's you know I I want to, you and you know I have so many family members down there, and my family that lives here does go visit quite a bit. Oh, cool! And so it's just I we need to get down there. You need it's, to get down. Yeah. You need to get down. There. It's amazing. Don't I, let the her blonde pictures. hair fool you. Yeah, no, I am. I'm Costa Rican and Irish. That's just oh, cool. The light Pika. skin is that. So Irish. my kids are are <laughs> like natural. They were born in Costa Rica. My first two kids, oh, my two oldest kids. I see. Yeah. So, so now, were you born in Puerto Rico? Costa Rica? No. Uh, I don't know. Uh-huh. Rico, 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 Rico. Yeah. Costa Rica. I was not. No, I was not. I just moved there. Uh, I see. You just... I, I moved there during the Bush years. Okay. I was a little bit, uh, I was active gotcha. in like things like critical mass in Portland and stuff like that. Oh, nice. I had had my face videotaped too many times Uh-oh. riding a bicycle through the street <laughs> in protest of the war. And it was just creeping me out, man. And then Uh-oh. I had kids yeah. and I was like, cool. I was like, this may be the time to, uh, to take a little, uh, Take a little vacation. Va- well, it wasn't a vacation. I, we had to work really hard. We carved a farm out of the jungle, a little, nice. a little family farm out of the mm-hmm. jungle. And, uh, you know, I, I started a bamboo a house building company. And, That's cool. uh, yeah. yeah, it was fun. It was fun. It was cool yeah. stuff. It was cool stuff. So did you grow the bamboo or did you just make the house? I did not build houses out of the bamboo I grew, 
But I planted enough bamboo for some clients to replace the bamboo that had been put into their house. Oh, nice. <clears throat> and sink the carbon in some cases, maybe maybe two cases, we were able to plant enough bamboo. I can't swear to that. I would hope that the, that the ratio <laughs> is right, that we planted enough bamboo to sink the carbon in every bit of the house, the rebar, the 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 concrete. I see. Nice. Yeah. Not yeah. on site, but we... Right. We, we we planted, uh, yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, it was fun. Costa Rica was fun. So yeah, so I, I was living in Costa Rica. I was coming back here every summer, and then um, when uh, Obama got elected, I decided to come back and uh, and get into the business. You know, I'd seen enough, and I definitely saw that it was a place that you could uh, sort of. Um, I don't know, but it was a thing where you do your own thing. That's what I liked about Costa Rica was you did your own thing and nobody mm-hmm. really got in your face. So can the cannabis industry was doing your own thing. Right. And then, you know, I realized that, you know, we weren't going to be able to do our own thing forever. You know what I mean? Right. So, <laughs> um, and here we are not doing our own thing anymore. We're doing it. We're doing it kind of their way, but we're doing it. Yeah, yeah, we're still doing it and having yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, it's so much fun. It's it, listen, it, it's the best business. It's it's like uh, in what other industry can you do so much uh, that hasn't been done before? Can you know every day we're sort of doing something that hasn't been done before? There's no playbook, so right. um, I like you know the new. I like yeah. new. Th- I like new challenges, new problems to solve, and kind of almost like we're the innovators here. Yeah, I mean, or you guys are cannabis in general. Just growing cannabis is one set of never-ending things to learn. Just yeah, like this mm-hmm. whole this whole master grower thing. <laughs> Unless you're like Obi Wan Kenobi and, right. and you can shoot newts out of your eyes, you are not a master <laughs> grower. Grow them with the force. Okay, like master grower is like a plant shaping elf. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. Literally, like, look at this beautiful plant that I have uh, just created. Maybe there, maybe there is truly <laughs> such thing as a master grower, but um, I don't like the term. We're learning. We, I have not mastered this thing of growing by far. Yeah, um, and certainly I haven't mastered our current system of growing. We just designed right. it right. at this scale, a scale bigger than ever before. In my experience, somebody's built a larger cannabis grow, but I've never built a largest a larger cannabis grow. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, yeah, it's an amazing set of challenges. I love it every day. Well, and the the great thing is that you're being successful with it because, I mean, maybe not for you because you obviously have, have accomplished it, but a lot of people don't realize that, you know, going from a, an, like even an indoor grow, a two or three or four or five or a six lighter or a small outdoor grow, this is on a whole other level. Oh, I mean, yeah. this becomes farming i mean you're farming and it's any kind of farming is hard hard work um so it's farming and then it's processing i mean we don't call it processing anymore we call it post-production um (laughs) but uh yeah post-production really (sighs) so i don't want to say anybody with a good pot full of soil and some good genetics can grow cannabis but maybe just one plant <laughs> for, for sure. Just one plant. What I'm saying is it, it's not hard to grow a plant right. or a gar- or, or to garden. Sure. But, uh, it's definitely hard to cultivate something commercially and, to you know, the, the scale is just, um, 
It's not about, it, and also really, it's about the, here it's about the harvesting and the curing. You mm-hmm. know, in Southern Oregon, it's about your harvest and cure game because yeah. you can grow. That, that's what I was getting at. Like, I can give the greatest genetics to somebody, a soil mix, and tell them how to trellis it, and their cannabis is going to be as good as my cannabis on the day of harvest. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Until you see what comes out after. At, well, absolutely. So, first of all, <laughs> what day did they get to harvest it? Yeah. And how was it treated after harvest? Right. And it's how you treat the stuff after harvest um, that, you know, especially in this environment. Oh, yeah. That counts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. You got to keep showing it the love. <laughs> oh, it needs so much more love. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I mean, especially if you trellis it right and stuff, you know, um there's one farm here in Williams that's just so on point with their rows and their trellising. And the guy who runs its name is Cedar. I don't know the name of the farm off mm-hmm. the top of my head. Do you, do you Dan? No, I um, yeah. Um, anyhow. Um, and his game was just so perfectly on point with the, uh, with with his his field his game in the field the, yeah. the amount of maintenance required by his crop was absolutely perfect mm-hmm. you know for a but then you got to get that in and you got to get it hung and mm-hmm. depending on what you want to do with it you got to get it cured well before you start um you know you got hay and you got ammonia and you got two kind of ways it can go you got like a fermenty thing i see you know mm-hmm. um you got a fermenty smell yeah. and you got a uh uh, 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 hay sort of smell, right. and uh, yeah. you know what you want to smell is 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 sweet, sweeter and sweeter cannabis. You want to have right. the plant smell, you know, the fresh plant smell dis- be dissipating every time we go into one of our drying rooms. You know, you start just start smelling more and more like you just popped open a jar of yeah. right yeah. Rather, yeah. rather than celery when you first walk in. You're <laughs> yeah. all. Very, very <laughs> curry, you know, in the cure smelling. Uh-huh. Right. And, you know, we're hoping that the drying process, you know, everybody's like, what are you curing it in? I think we're curing it on the line to some point that our, our drying rooms, right. you know, mm-hmm. they're burpable, they're humidity controlled and they're temperature I controlled. I so see. I can choose my environment and then I can fill them with fresh air yeah. anytime I want to nice. and nice. remove, and I'm removing moisture you know, as fast as the space allows, mm-hmm. you know? Nice. Wow. And, um, yeah, it's great. It's just, uh, nice it's really, it's really working out at scale. Yeah, it's it really is. working out at scale. I was yeah. a little yeah. scared and, you know, we're, we're, it's not that we're not, um, you know, uh, anxious, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That it's all going to get in before we, we, there's mold in the field. Yeah. You know, there's, yeah. there's definitely mold issues. There's a, a strain that we, you know, we thought <laughs> it's a funny story because uh, it's the ch- the cherry kush. We thought we were prop. It was like a, a mix up in propagation, a, yep. mo- a mother mix up in propagation. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. A, a, a tag got switched, and we were propagating one strain when we were thought we were propagating another. And the one we were propagating was a not a good strain, Uh-oh. and uh, we have a lot of it. You know? Oh no! I mean, not a te- not a you <laughs> right know, right. Not uh, like a, a majority of it or anything, right. but there's a lot of it out there, and it both is getting moldy. Oh and, wait, is uh, that the stuff that we found? Actually, you had found more of it when we were up here. Oh yeah, yeah, you yeah, were you here. Said, when hey. we kind of. Re- I found one cherry Kush <laughs> to prove that we had the cherry Kush, and it was mixed in with that with that Balian. Yeah, and we found one more today. 
Oh, yeah. I've have it on my desk. I have it on my funny. desk. I'm I'm gonna just let it sort of. I don't know. I'm gonna let it sit there for a couple of days. Yeah. And just sniff at the fresh plant. It's a shame we got the mother back, thankfully. Mm-hmm. So we'll have it next year. But we were expecting to have a lot more cherry Kush this yeah. year, and yeah. we have about an ounce <laughs> or three ounces or something. You know, like just this tiny, tiny little amount. Yeah. Well, there's yeah. got to be, I don't know what the numbers would be, but there's got to be some sort of loss you're going to take every year over whatever mm-hmm. stuff. I mean, well, gosh. that's the thing. If you yeah. are an organic grower yeah. using organic um, fungicidal methods, you're going to be taking some loss. Right. And yeah. the question right. is, are you getting it out of the plant before that plant goes into the drying room to remove the spores? I mean, like, are you then dipping? When you have bad mold, are you using a, uh, you know, an organic fungal suppressant dip before it goes into the drying room? Right. You know, that kind of thing will uh, lend itself to like not having. But this strain, man, honestly, uh, no terps. Didn't quite finish. <laughs> it's a huge yielder, but like, there's nothing to love about the Balian 17. There's nothing to love about the Balian. He's 17. so honest. We yeah. have the Balian. Th- oh man, we've grown so much <coughs> fine cannabis here. I will pick out bins and bins. We could go on a tour of the terrible cannabis we grew here this year. In order to find great <coughs> cannabis, you have to grow a lot of terrible cannabis. You have to be willing to. You have right. to be willing to grow a bunch of cannabis that you're going to just make into oil and batches. You get some really terpy stuff and you mix it with some really yieldy stuff that doesn't have any terps and you get great oil. Right. You know, and you, and, and, and you know, honestly, with all this different, if the OLCC will lighten up on the testing requirements, like say, the testing requirements for our industry are ridiculous. Absolutely, undeniably ridiculous. They are far beyond any other industries. Um, and, and listen, I'm, I'm all for standards. I, I, I don't want myglobutanol in the plants. Right. I, I don't want myglobutanol in the plants. However, I would like to be able to call, I would like to be able to do one test on 20 strains that were grown in the same part of my farm. Right. Right. One greenhouse. Right. I got 20 strains. Right. I would like to be able to test them as one batch. I should be able to test them as one batch. But don't you have to test them? I have to test them as individual 10 pound batches. So if I don't have 10 pounds of something, it becomes less and less and less cost effective to test them. If I have a few ounces of something, what if, what if I wanted to put the fat purple number nine of which I have the single favorite plant at this farm? Okay. Mm-hmm. I want to put the fat purple number nine, the fat purple number seven, and the fat purple number one up for single, like buying a case of wine. I put up, put it up. I tell its story on Instagram. A buyer comes to the four, but not on Instagram because we don't sell anything on Instagram. <laughs> and, uh, I'm just saying somehow we market on our website. We market this individual single plant. Mm-hmm. Right, we grew forty fat purples. We made oil out of thirty-seven of them, and we're offering these three plants as individual batch case wine style. Right, mm-hmm. right. who wants them? Right, right. And there are people who have been following our Instagram and seeing that fat purple all season. They heard the first time when Dan proposed marriage. <laughs> Dan Grafford of the Grafford Kush. Um, the he one proposed, and only. The one and only Dan Grafford, for whom the Grafford Kush was named. Um, he proposed marriage. Are you pointing at at this guy right here? Yep, right over here. Oh, yeah. Um, He proposed marriage 
I think he's married already, but Are you? he proposed polygamous marriage to the fat purple number seven. Well, I was hey. there, I heard it. And ever since that moment, it's I mean, like since before <laughs> that, it was selected. It was selected, like everybody was like, there's something special did about that plant. Did she say yes? She did, yes. Oh, good. Oh, did, good. Of course okay. she did. But I can't sell that plant individually because I have to test it with 10 pounds of material. I can't, because you understand, I would like to be able to sell that plant, that phenotype. When I grow 20 phenos, you make oil out of, out of most of them, and then you sell the absolute best flower in small batches direct mm-hmm. to a customer through a, a retailer. Right. You know, we have a retailer in every region who does this program with us. You know, it's super, super high end. Um, we're definitely picking the best plants out of thousands on this farm. Yeah. And the ones that are grown with the most love. You know, the fat purple number seven literally got 10 individualized visits a day from, from, from people on this farm in the last month of its life. Literally. I visited it every day. Dan visited. There, there were ten people who visited that plant every day. Nice. It's just they wanted to see it every, every morning. Yeah, see I would go and check was. on the Mendo Per Pakistani Chitral Cushes <laughs> and the Fat Purples, just to see are these terps developing? Are they, are they coming along? <laughs> nice. Are these, are these terps getting better? Oh my God! Is this really? Is this really getting more laffy, more grape laffy taffy? In you know what I'm saying? Like <clears throat> it was just. And, and to be able to market those plants to people individual as small batches, that's like the height of craft. And that's what I would like to be able to do. And yeah. that's how, that's how OLCC testing requirements affect me. Yeah. Right. Thank yeah. you very much to all the labs that lobbied for very strict <laughs> Yeah. Now I have to give them copious amounts of money to process, to, to, you know, to test my, to test my cannabis in a very clumsy way. Yeah. 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 Well. Well, on the wine tasting so, side, though, we did do it. He taste. was talking about it being like fine wine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. I see. Well, we were talking about doing a dispensary tour, like wine oh, yeah. tasting tours. Oh, yeah. We did it on our honeymoon, and nice. we've done it when we went up to Portland and Salem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did it in Salem yeah. as well. Yeah, we're trying Cannabis to start it. Awesome. Next year. It's, next year, I would like to be We're trying to start there. a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I get you. If, oh, yeah. Maybe we can get that started, oh. and then we'll start the... <laughs> absolutely. We'll just work no, I mean, we, 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 <laughs> this industry needs it. There's absolutely no reason why cannabis should not be treated like wine and craft oh, beer, yeah. which exactly. has a tourism industry built up around it mm-hmm. that supports... The industry, when the, listen, so what comes after very valuable cannabis is very cheap commoditized cannabis mm-hmm. right. that we have to, right. then even at the high end, we have to right. compete with it. Yes. How do we compete with that? By creating an experience yep. for our, for our yeah. customers. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And how do we create an experience? Well, we follow the wine industry and we, yeah. we couple it with tourism and we yep. bring our customer yep. to the experience. Yes. And in order to do that, we need tasting rooms Yep. Mm-hmm. and we need well, social consumption, just right. blanket social consumption rules. Right. That would then extend to tasting room licenses. Right. Right. For a farm like this. I mean, come on, we deserve a tasting oh, room, right? Oh, we yeah. deserve a tasting room. Wouldn't that be awesome? That would be awesome. But of course, we can't do it. We can't even give a sample exactly. that we don't track. I mean, if we had you in our tasting room, we'd have to have you hooked up to an EEG machine, <laughs> you know, like be taking your vitals or something right. while you're using the cannabis. It's, it's quite complicated. 1.267 yeah. grams. Yeah. 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 But this will all change. When the world realizes that cannabis is not as dangerous 
mm-hmm. as one might yes. have thought based right. on what they heard for 30 <laughs> or 50 years, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, so man. that'll all change. I know it'll yeah. all change. I'm, I, I, I know it will change now. You know what I'm saying? Like yes. we, we all, we all know this is the cool part, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We all know. Yeah. It's changing. Oh, and yeah. it's going to change all the way eventually. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's because there's more money to be made on the tourism down the line. Mm-hmm. You know, the, without the tourism, there's no $100 bottle of wine. Exactly. No. Without the Napa experience, right? right? right. With, with, without the Napa experience, there's no $100 stag's yeah. leap. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right. Without the. The same goes for craft beer, though. I mean, you can go to a brewery and have that whole experience for it. Right. Attached to a re- well, the brewery yeah. business does it with the restaurant, right? right the right. brewery has the restaurant attached, and the right. restaurant churns churns income and um, or churns revenue and uh, backs up that brand of beer so that right. it has a shot maybe to get yeah. on a truck going to New York. <laughs> right. You know what right. I mean? Like yeah. that's where you, that industry is propped up by the restaurant side yeah. of things. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then the 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 Napa thing is as well to some extent, but mostly it's tasting rooms sure. and yeah. case buying and right. high priced makes wines. sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're never gonna get forty dollars or sixty dollars for a craft beer. Right. Right, right. So they have to get $60 for, for you the for the food. Gotcha. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you could definitely get that from cannabis in terms of the higher price Cannab- and yeah. craft cannabis. What a better uh, product or whatever. Uh, yeah. Uh, to, to be able to do that with. Yeah. I mean, cause it'd be so much variety mm-hmm. and craft cannabis. I mean, is the only thing that's going to save us from that commercial cannabis. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but there's going to be commercial, there's <laughs> yeah. going to be a commercial yeah. cannabis. Oh yeah. I mean, like there's going to be a commercial cannabis yeah. And, uh, there's going to be, but you know, craft is, here's the thing. Craft beer is six is the, the, the line. I believe this is like Wikipedia a few months ago. I might be slightly, I believe it's 6 million barrels of beer, but that's for a national market that can Mm -hmm. go anywhere in the country. Right. But Mm -hmm. that's the line for craft 6 million barrels a year. So that's like 600 million servings. We're not even going to grow six million grams here. You know what I'm saying? Like it, we're we're one tenth, we're one tenth or one hundredth the size of right. of craft of a craft brewery. Yeah. So it's the right scale. This is still you know this is craft, and craft still needs to be sort of strong. Mm-hmm. It, you know these very small grows are going to have trouble in in a uh, in a in a in a sort of national environment. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be hard economically. In to, a competitive world. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. but but the same way a tiny little vineyard, the same way a tiny little vineyard can survive on many fewer cases of very high-end wine, a great small grower yeah. will prevail. That's right. the thing. It, you know, yes. what it comes down to is you're safe if you're awesome and you're safe if you're commercial. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're safe if you're just by the paint by the numbers, slap it up, blue dream sales. Uh, you know. He's so harsh on blue dream. Well, I grow uh, listen, I will admit we grow some blue dream here. We have the it's he a cut admit. I've been working with. Shit. I'm not going to admit, it. you know, I I have no shame. You know, blue dream is maligned, much maligned. It's it's terrible. Okay, but thank I, you. I think that blue dream is a great because, plant. I, okay, and didn't you say last time we were here that you were cutting a piece of blue dream, weren't you? I did. You said, I, I this is the it. real cut. This right. is the real cut. Right. And it that's what fabulous it com- too. and that's what it comes down to. Is that the real <laughs> cut of blue dream is actually yeah. some really phenomenal cannabis. It great. Yeah. And it's just grown 
by unscrupulous, terrible growers everywhere. And oh, yeah. run, even the real cut is grown by some of the worst growers on the planet. Oh, I bet. However, when it's really done right, I mean, listen, I was in, I went into, uh, uh, what, what place was it? Man, I walked, it was in Beaverton. There were literally two 62-year-old ladies fighting over the last Blue Dream pre-roll. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, this is a piece of the market that you cannot. And that's, listen, if that's what's com- considered commercial herb, yeah. I-, I, would like to, I would like to provide the finest, best Blue Dream sure. to, right. those, sure. to those sweet ladies in Beaverton. <laughs> right, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, cute. <laughs> so, so I, I definitely believe I, I'm not giving up my cut that I've been holding Good. for nine or Good. 10 years of yeah. Blue Dream. It yeah. is pretty. You know, it's pretty. It smells great. It makes phenomenal tasting extracts. Uh, I'm going to get a lot of crap. If I get crap for anything I say on this, it's going to be for this opinion about Blue Dream. There's people who just love to hate on Blue oh, Dream. Oh, they do. They but, do. you know, like three years running, the most high, the, the, yeah. the, the most popular strain yeah. in, uh, in, uh, in uh, Washington and Colorado. Right. Uh-huh. In yeah. the top three for five years or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, granted, it's because it's grown a lot. Yeah. But it's also because, you know, it's not bad. For many years, people in the Midwest thought they were smoking OG Kush. And what they were smoking yeah. was Blue Dream. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's just, it's traditionally a heavy yielder, right? Yeah, it's a heavy yeah. yielder. doesn't mold out on right. you. Uh, yeah. You can't screw it up. Yeah. It likes bad newts. See, that, see that's, that's why no one newts. likes it. They're like, yeah. well, it's, it's not it's hard to grow. It's just easy to grow. Right, right, yeah. right, right, right. Who wants that? No, but you know what? A challenge. Check it out. It's still, e- it's not easy to cure. It's not, e- nothing's easy to dry and cure. Right. That's the thing. It's like, um... It, it also it's also representative of the worst black market cannabis out there. A lot of it's blue dream. It's terribly handled yeah. at the end sure. of the game. It's brown sure. and it has no terps right. anymore. You can screw you can screw it up in the dry oh, yeah. and the cure. Sure. It's it's easy on the grower in the field, but yeah. it's not any easier to dry and cure um, mm-hmm. expertly than uh, than any other cannabis. Sure, sure. Okay, well, what about let's talk real quick. We only got you know, gosh, we been going about an hour now. So let's ask you, we know about your short-term goals as far as getting in retail stores and getting your product out there. What's the long, long-term goals? Are we talking uh, more more area? Or are you going to maximize what you got? What's your plans for the for the big shadow box. Oh, we're just going to dial this in. We're going right to we're going to yep. dial this yeah. uh, 80,000 square feet yeah. of canopy nice. in and next year we're not going to be uh contending with uh things like mold because the strains we have out in October will be uh up totally mold resistant sure. or sure. early finishing. We won't, you know, in many cases we won't have plants in that square footage at yeah. this time in October. Yeah. Um and, um, you know, just dial in our light deprivation cycles yeah. and keep the quality as high as possible, you know, and, um, I think you're on your way cause to basically make this run perfectly and make then, it run perfectly. Well, and then know, maybe think about something I'm different. Not much of a, I'm not a perfectionist. Well, unless, unless he beats these guys when we're not around, man, when we came through here on our tour, I mean, it's just Listen, it just people are moving. Uh-huh. Look at us and keep moving. It's I like, may not be the best person to, to <laughs> say. I feel like they love. I feel like the people who work here really love working here. They must, That's awesome. Man. I I feel like I'm surrounded by people who love what they're doing every day. And listen, we have amazing communication here. We have amazing leadership. We have amazing, you know, uh, labor. Cool. You know, just yeah. uh, 
just it's everybody really shows up and um is committed to a very high level of of standards nice. and quality and you know nice yeah everybody <laughs> loves the craft that's awesome it yeah, is and is happy to be here so you got any shout outs you want to talk about uh your instagram your website yeah, check out our instagram uh, yeah. our website just brings you to our instagram now we found that the instagram is so powerful is. for this mm-hmm. industry it it's is. really like everybody yeah in oregon in the game has an instagram oh, yeah. account oh, yeah. yeah and um i it's been such a great way to, to, to reach out to other people and to be reached out to. And, uh, we're trying to put up beautiful images that tell our story. And, uh, you know, we love that we've had so, such great, um, you know, such great response to it that, mm-hmm. um, and it's fun. It's, it's nice to interact with people. So the, the Instagram is important for us and we will be letting you know where we're to be found. And a, a shout out to Dab Society and Willamette Valley Alchemy. We hope to be, uh, working with both of nice. them yeah. in the near term to put out these extracts and, uh, yeah. Two good know. choices. I know that when we were on our honeymoon, we had some Dab Society and it's, yeah. Yeah. Oh man, it was so huckleberry, good. Huckleberry, wasn't it? It was. Oh, I would huckleberry. love. I would love to have their huckleberry. I love. I he, love. He left it. <gasps> I left yeah. half the gram. Some some half, lady that's cleaning rooms got a good good day. Half with the that. gram. That yeah. was. We got married and then we left for our honeymoon. And when we left for our honeymoon, he searched his pockets and it was gone. I'm like. <gasps> But some of the best oh, stuff yeah. we had, it was good. And we've had other um, dab society since, but yeah. I mean, it really good stuff. And then Willamette Valley and both parties we are working on, we're hoping to be able to get a bunch of fresh frozen product nice. to do live resins yeah. with both of these nice. guys. We're, we're, we're waiting on freezer containers right now mm-hmm. so that we can fresh freeze. Um, but, uh, you know, it's one of those timing things. We might have the whole harvest down before the freezer <laughs> containers get here. Right. Uh, it's that time of year. And so, uh, but hopefully we'll have live resins as well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, hope, you know, the extra, I, I only, I consume 97% of my cannabis consumption is extracts and concentrates. Is he bragging? I think he's no, bragging. no, no. I'm just saying no, I don't smoke joking. a lot of flour I, anymore. I don't, to I don't, be honest I, with you, that's us too. Yeah, yeah I just, sure. I, 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 don't, I don't smoke anymore. It's just, yeah. it's no, too much you. of a heavy experience for yeah. me personally. Um, you know, I still love, I love fresh flour. Mm-hmm. I love the first hit yeah. on a green bowl. Yeah. If you hand me a green bowl. I will hit I it. I will hit it. And then absolutely. I, I will hit it. If you give me a joint <laughs> to light, I may I, I be will. a little greedy and burn a little more yeah, than yeah, yeah, than yeah, my yeah. my quarter. No, but. what I want is just I don't even touch the flame. <laughs> what I don't a even nice touch guy. the flame to it. I just I just vaporize, just vaporize the top <laughs> level of trichomes. You know, I turn it into as much of a dab as possible. Just a light right. brown. Just get the terps and the trichomes. Looks, like yeah. looks like a marshmallow out of a. I'm kind of the fire. same way with everything is that too. I've, I've, is that rude to do? No, I mean, it's no, better I than just same. roasting the top. Oh, yeah. It's, it's so not me. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. I'm the, we're about the same. 97%. Yeah. Like, yeah. if we do smoke flour, it's got to be some good flour. Yeah. The, yeah. This, this live Or resin. we're out of well, what is And what's the name of that? Because before we start this show, I'll tell you, we got tuned up on some live resin. Literally, honest, from the bottom of my heart, the best live resin I have had. Mm-hmm. It, it is. That's yeah. It's very I, I, I was waiting for that compliment yeah, the, for the show because... It's the, I wasn't going to repeat it. That's it. It's the only time you get to hear that. <laughs> it's terpy, man. It's it terpy. It is so terpy. It, it is really nice. And it's, it's got, else. for me, it's got just this 
tastes like I'm biting into a fresh peach. And that keef. But better. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and the tangy keef. I haven't uh, tried that, that yet. So was, I didn't was, get to try yeah. that. I didn't get to try it, oh, but I smelling see. it. Oh, the it, smell is it, just it's like tangy. incredible. Yeah. It's just We're, like that's tangy. Gonna, that's going to get pressed into rosin. Nice. In the next, I'm going to put a, uh, I just a silica bring... pack in there to suck up all the moisture. And then uh, as soon as I can get that to a rosin press, that's going to be. I just didn't bring my hair straightener. Sorry. <sighs> next time I'll have to bring it. Yeah. We need a little uh, <laughs> personal rosin press sure. in this. No, in this, that's uh, ghetto. <laughs> I, no, he was teasing. No, you know what? Let me tell you something. I, you know. Sasquatch, rosin press, you know, we, we, I've messed up, I've messed around with all these big presses. Unknown Prophet just travels with a hair straightener and some, and a great jar of bud, and he makes every hit of rosin, you know, individually. Right. And that it's freshly, rosin doesn't last long. It's not a stable product. Right. So it's best when it's fresh. I see. So just, just pulling it out with the hair straightener, I'm not going to call it ghetto. I'm just not going to do it. I'm going to say, I'm going to say that it is kind of like the, the freshest way to consume flower rosin. You know what I'm saying? It's that yeah. if you want fresh rosin hits, but you can't carry around a t-shirt press with no, you, right? But no. you can put that in your purse. I don't uh-huh. know. You I can... want to hang out with you. You keep that thing in your purse. <laughs> next time, next time you come yeah. out to the farm, I'll bring it. It's it's flower rosin hits all, right. all day. Sounds good. This fat purple wants to be some rosin. Oh my gosh, I think it's gorgeous. <laughs> that is gorgeous. Yeah, very Ooh. good outdoor. It's very hard to get really good outdoor like that. Yeah. It really is. Oh, there's going to be some great. Yeah. great we no, don't like that word outdoor. It's not considered outdoor. Field grown. Yes. Field grown. Field grown. It's all sun grown here, but that's the, that's sun-grown. our field grown versus our, our greenhouse grown. How yes. dare I? Yep. Shame well, on me. Well, I just, I don't, you know, this no, word outdoor is uh, dera- almost derogatory. It is. A lot yeah. of people take offense to it. Yeah. Uh, like real quick. They're like, oh, do you have nothing? Nothing but outdoor. 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 That's it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you have any greenhouse? Do you have listen, anything else? <laughs> honestly, I, I like the greenhouse the best because it doesn't get burnt out by the sun. You know, the sun is a little too strong actually for cannabis. Yeah. It starts to burn off yeah. the terpenes. Yeah. It causes the plant yeah. to be more burly. It causes the leaves to it to grow more leaves in many cases. Yeah. It really like uh, you know, there are varieties that prefer the sun to the greenhouse, mm-hmm. and there are varieties vice versa. But in terms of the uh, the um, the damage that the sun can potentially do to it, um, you know, the greenhouse splits the difference. You get mm-hmm. the love of the sun right. without the sun's uh, right. without without that little bit too much that the sun without can get for a couple of months. Yeah. yeah, without without that uh, that overwhelming. You know, yep. overwhelming sun for, you know, four or five weeks of the plant's life where it just gets too much. Yeah. The plant turns into a, you know, a more burly version of itself in, in, in most cases. Mm-hmm. That's not to say that it doesn't have more love and magic in it, though. You know what I'm saying? I, I, we haven't done the chemical tests yeah. really to say what's better, outdoor, greenhouse, or indoor. I'm yeah. betting greenhouse is the best. I'm betting that greenhouse has the most... Uh, of everything good in it from mm-hmm. the, yeah. from the terps to the, uh, to the THC values to, you know, to the, to the, the cannabinoids. Yep. And, uh, and also has that indoor sheen. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. 
Well, and you get you're getting really good budge structure, like your calyxes and stuff are really full and big, yeah. and, and again, uh, that's sometimes it's really hard to get outside if you're out in the yeah. the direct yeah. elements. But yeah, it sort of shrinks away yeah. from plumping yeah. out like that. Yeah, and you don't sure. see. Sometimes you'll see you're like, oh, it looks like I got a lot of a lot of trichomes, but they're all kind of small and sucked yeah. in a little bit, and not yeah. out there and showing themselves. So yeah. looks really good though. But yeah, you know, in a, in, a, in in the final analysis, indoor cannabis has got to go the way of prohibition. It's a prohibition era thing that we do. Yeah. I, there's nothing right. wrong with it. Right. This is what people right. do. This is their craft. But these people <laughs> who are burning hydrocarbons have got to go the way of greenhouse growing eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's only, I mean, we can't be using this much hydrocarbon into the future to grow cannabis right. that can be grown in greenhouses, especially when the only yeah. reason we developed these techniques was, was because, because of, of prohibition. Exactly. And an innovator's first responsibility is to ask why. Why do we do this? And if the answer is prohibition, we got to say maybe we should do it a different way. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. It's a good point, too. Yeah. It really is. But I think a lot of organ growers have that same feeling. Oh, absolutely. Not all absolutely. of them. Absolutely. It's not so easy to grow in the Portland metro area in right, a greenhouse. Right, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not as easy to grow in a greenhouse. <laughs> but, but, but people will developed it's not it's also not impossible greenhouses right. with lights yes. yeah you know and at least cut back sure but southern oregon the rogue valley no the excuse. Applegate there's valley no excuse. there's really no excuse no to turn on a yeah. single high yeah. intensity discharge yeah. light yeah. in the state of oregon i agree in the long run right in right. the long run right I, I, yeah. there are a thousand artisanal amazing growers growing indoors who have been pushing the genome ahead for many years yep. and pushing the craft ahead for yep. many years. And it's not to say that we should ban it, but we need to look to the future and look to yeah. a lower right. use, look at the a lower new, use yeah. of, uh, of energy mm-hmm. for our, for our industry. Sounds good. Yeah. All right, Donnie. Well, we're, you know, we've cut a lot of time with you and we appreciate that a lot. It's been an awesome time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks for coming. Yeah. Out. So we appreciate it. You and shadow box. And I'm going to shout out to I count plants again, because this dude's <laughs> sitting over here and if we had another Mike, he would have been on the show today, but Maybe we'll tackle him someday and make him share some knowledge. You can do an an episode on compliance. There we go. We could. Absolutely. On metric compliance. He is the man. All right. Sounds good. He's the metric, the master of metric. Bring the knowledge of the compliance. We couldn't do it without him. All right. So check Shadowbox out on Instagram. It sounds like the best place to go. Shadowbox Farms on on Instagram. At Shadowbox Farms. Okay. Thanks, Donnie. We appreciate it, bud. Thank you so much, guys. All right, so that was Shadow Box. Told you we had a good time. Yeah, we had some fun. That was a good blunt, too. Thank you for that. That was a good break. Good blunt. You didn't put that out all the way. I didn't. So we hope you guys enjoyed. I hope our listeners enjoyed Shadow Box. Um, Again, check out their Instagram. Those guys are legit. Mm -hmm. It was a lot of fun up there. And look for them to be coming out. Hopefully, you know, they make THC at some point. But I know that they've already hit a few uh, cities out there. Yes, we're trying I think to get them more up, more up north. But yeah, we're we're working on it. We're seeing what we can do. Hopefully, um, we're they're going to bring us some extract in, and we'll see what they got. Yeah, I, I doubt that. it'll be anything less than awesome. Yeah, I mean they, I'm sure their product was oh, so awesome, and I can't wait to put out all the video I have, all the mm-hmm. pictures I have, all the links, all the stuff that we took there. You can see what's what's going on out there. Oh, yeah. It was pretty Put awesome. on the website. Um, so, yeah, always check out organrooted.com. You can find our podcast there or blueberry.com slash organrooted. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but if you already you've already found it, if you got that, if you're listening to us, so I hope so. But you can find us on iTunes. You can find us. We'd love you Google to leave Play, it. <clears throat> Google Play Music. Google Play Music, iTunes. Leave comments anywhere you can that you listen, good or bad. It's just good to have comments. Or it email helps us. us. Yep, email us at organrooted at gmail.com <laughs> at 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 uh yeah and and give us your feedback we do like to hear from our listeners and we do um we do have had people tell us all kinds of things so <laughs> uh also too if you guys are listening out there um you know a good podcast application to use if you're on android and i don't know if they're on uh, i don't know either apple apple but podcast addict is the mm-hmm. one I use. And what's nice about it is it lays it out exactly how we lay it out when we format it and put it on. Yeah. And all the links are there. All You can hit each link. And we do that on purpose so that, you know, especially for shows that um, have a ton of information, like our show that we did about uh, beneficials. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a, it was, I put like 15 links up to all these different beneficials that you could go to. Right. Well, we took the time to do that so people could actually write from their phone or computer, you know, click right on it and go right to where we got the information and, right. f- and do their own studying. Yeah, so you can see everything we see. Unfortunately, I've had some feedback where uh, <clears throat> it doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, a lot of it with iTunes has been having trouble with the links and some other apps where it'll show you where I've linked it. But you can't actually put the link. You can't click the link. Even right. though it's a legit link on my end or on half the podcatchers out there, just some don't do that yet. Right. It's some formatting things. So that's why I say podcast addict or look for the catchers, the apps that do do that for you. Mm-hmm. Because then it because it, it actually does work. I swear. Yeah. <laughs> I swear it does. I make sure to help him put those in yeah, every time. <laughs> absolutely. And we do work hard to do that. That takes extra time. And yes. we do it for the listeners, for we the people. We go and we get that actual website yes. and go to that yes. actual page to make sure yes. it is correct. Not only Every to, single time. <laughs> not only, yeah, not only to give credit, but also to be able to, because people want to follow up. Yeah. See what the heck we're looking at or, or read well, deeper. Come on. When I crack jokes about like that picture of Jim Carrey, I'm sure that you'd want to see it too. <laughs> Maybe. So... Take the link to Green Green Rush, <laughs> Green Rush Daily, Daily and go check it out yourself. <laughs> so um, <clears throat> just want to mention that. And also to shout out to Wes Cush because he's still doing good things on his page. So mm-hmm. check out OregonRooted.com slash West Cush, W-E-S-T-K-U-S-H, just like Cush. Yeah. And West, you know, we're mm. on the West Coast. <laughs> so check his page out. He's always doing awesome things. He's doing a couple test runs with some products. And he's doing some videos, too. So He's always doing videos. He keeps up on the videos. Always doing something. He's always on the go. Busy guy. So check him out. That's good stuff, too. All right, everybody, thanks for listening. Oregon love. Oregon love. Oregon love.